crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are now listening to yet another awesome episode of Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this amazing duo. My name is Steve Hudson. They call me part two. Happy day to y'all. My name is Dan Ramirez. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. This is episode 36, take two. Take two. Hey, Dan, <laughs> do you care? Here's, here's the thing. Do you care to tell the wonderful, awesome, amazing listeners why we're so juiced today? Tell them what happened this wonderful yesterday. The amazing oh, thing. <laughs> we get this, get this volume down a little bit here. All right, you guys want to hear a story? <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time, not long once ago. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, not long ago. Damn, we're getting crazy on the radio show. Oh, snap. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first freestyle from Dan on Heroes of Noise, I think. He did do one a while. Never mind. Yeah, I think he did one a while back. I do them from time to time, but they're always tame. <laughs> Normally, uh, and my wife will vouch for this, normally they contain testicles and ass for some reason. But this so, one was it really good. This one was really good, though. Thank you. Impressive. Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, you're ready. I'm glad you're, you're impressed, go, man. You're ready to go up against Eminem. Ooh, we got some shit to talk about, too. <laughs> we never got there yesterday. So Ooh. let me tell you guys real quick what happened. Yeah. So yesterday we had, what would you say? We were about three quarters of the way in? Yeah, we were about an hour and some change, yeah. Hour and some change in. And I didn't think these things were supposed to happen on MacBooks, but apparently that is not the case at all. My Mac just crashes. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm controlling everything. So I was completely helpless and it crashes. So Steve, being the optimist that he is, he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We, we get back on, we connect. He's like, no, uh, Logic, which is Logic Pro X, or, or excuse me, Logic Pro 10 is what we use to record. Says, oh, there's a, what'd you call it? A autosave feature on there. I said, sweet. So we spent the next, I don't know, what did we spend? 15 minutes yeah, trying to look easily. for this file? Just gone. I, Matter of fact, it, it reverted to, we had a false start yesterday. I had to stop and then we started back up again. And... um it just saved the false start, which I didn't bother to save. It was very strange. But here we are again. Um, I'm a little bit out of my element. We're up early. Steve's way out of his element because we're usually not going this early in the morning. But the heroes are dedicated to y'all. So we came, We got up. We even got. We, what time did you go to bed, you say? Three o'clock in the morning? Three o'clock in the morning. I was at about, I got off of work at mid, a little after midnight. I went to bed around two. So it's a little insane that we're up right now. But we are doing this for you, ladies and gentlemen. Because we love you. We really do. Hey, I got a question for you. Shoot. Oh, this is such a random question, but when I was in the supermarket, I was like, and I didn't feel like Googling it, but do you know that song, um, uh, The King of Wishful Thinking? I'll get over <laughs> Yeah. Who sings that song? <laughs> that, I think, is a band called, oh, you hit me with a deep Because cut. I was like, if I didn't want to Google. I'm like, I'm going to ask Dan this tomorrow because if anyone knows this song, it's Dan. Well, now you got to Google it so we can see if I'm right. Oh, yes, I will, but I want to know, what is your guess? I, my guess is Go West. Oh, my goodness. Let me see. If you're right, you need, yes, you're right, G. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Like, what is wrong music. with you, G? Nothing. I love the 80s, man. It's the 90s. That's the shit I listen to still. No, no, no. Is it? Yeah, 92. But, okay, they had another song, though. We had a, they had a couple. Um, I've never heard of Go West. I, I just knew that song. 90s? What year? 92. Oh, then that was like a guilty pleasure thing. Probably hearing it at work. 
It's you know a how good they always song. have like the they have like the light rock stations at work, you know? Yes. Soft rock, ninety eight nine, those kind of things. Yes. Um maybe that's where I heard it. But I I, th- I thought they were an eighties band, like a late eighties band. Technically they still could be. If it's ninety two. They said they, re- that was they a- recorded it in eighty nine and released it in Boom. 90. Boom. You see what I'm saying? I just know the eighties. But they released it in ninety though. I don't care, but they recorded it. <laughs> In the eighties, gee, I thought li- I was literally in the um in Save Mart saying, if anyone knows this song, it's going to be Dan. I'm not gonna even Google it. I'm I'm gonna see if he knows who this group is. And of course, you like that's such a random pull. You'd be great at that <laughs> trivia, dude. You'd be really good at trivia. I was a lot better before, man. My brain is now full of so much adult shit that it's hard for me to like remember like I used to. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, but um. I was really good at music trivia, like fucking crazy savant style. And I was trying to get onto Rock and Roll Jeopardy. It used to come on VH1. Yes. And I applied so many times and I never got an answer, but I would have destroyed dude, you on killed. that show. Now, do you think you could have beat that one dude that was, I think he was cheating. I don't think it was real. That dude that they say, like, what do the liner notes on this metallic? I'm like, oh, stop it. There's mm. no way he know he's cheating. G. What was his name? I don't know. I don't remember. See, I don't remember. But no, that you do. He was on MTV. He was a bald, older guy. Oh, you're talking about Matt Penfield. Gee, he was cheating. No, Matt Penfield is another one of those guys that just knows. But his he shit. can't know liner note bullcrap. Dude, gee. people know that kind of stuff, man. Think about it. You talk comics with someone, and they can tell you what episode, what panel, what page, whatever. I said episode issue. You know what I mean? Yes. There's just those people that are really into, they can quote every movie that's and out there. And you think he was legitimately that knowledgeable about rock? Yeah, look at him. I don't believe it, man. Look at him. I need to what go else was he doing? That's true. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe they just said, hey, we'll just give him the answers. People think he's real. He's real. Yeah. I kept waiting for him to put a light bulb in his mouth and it would go on. Gee, that's so funny. It would be actually perfect <laughs> for it. But yeah, <laughs> ladies, you are dealing with a guy a, a, that we call Dan the Man. That new Go West song, King of Wishful Things. Now, there's other people listening right now be like, of course, it's Go West. Of course I, there are. I, I, it's kind of an easy one. No, it's not. Not at all, Dan. It, it was a little bit of an easy one. King of Wishful Thinking. I would even dare say that somebody would be like, oh, you mean that song, Get Over You? They wouldn't even know it was called the King of Wishful Thinking. <laughs> I guarantee it. Okay, well, let me ask you this question. Let's go back to 92. And in 92, yes. we were playing this game last week. Yes. You told me what you were listening to. Uh-huh. Weren't you kind of like in your own little hole there? Like you you had your, your set of music that you listened I did, to. Totally. You didn't really go out. Totally. You didn't uh, branch out. So that's your fault. What, gee, who you were listening to this in high school? No, I wasn't in high school in 92. But you were listening to it out of high school? Yeah, because I worked. And, I, you know, they just play music. I worked in a, in a, in a medical records department. I and, know, but uh, you didn't listen. Someone's got to the radio them. on. You, we used to, you know what we used to do is we used to like try and win money and concert tickets all the time. So the radio was always on. There was me and this chick, Joanne. I think between us, we won probably four to five thousand dollars and at least ten concerts apiece. We were just destroying on the radio all the time. Then we got in trouble. <laughs> we got the phone privileges taken away. And the funny thing is, isn't that the same place you work now? Oh wow! Just tell the whole world my shit, Steve. Gee, they don't know yeah. where you work. It is. I didn't stay there the whole time, of course. How weird is that? Right. Gee? How interesting is life? Full Came circle. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. All right. So, Dan, I got to tell you, um, before we get started, you're in a lot better mood this week. No one can tell because you're in a great mood now. But a few things happened last week to you in a very interesting domino effect of events. 
Do you care to tell the listener what an interesting week you had? One hugely yeah. good thing. Two huge, one fantastic no, thing. Two. One good thing. One amazingly fantastic thing. And one thing before all that that kind of had you in the lurch. Is the lurch the right word? I'll take it. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just going to tell you about my week. And I'll, <laughs> you tell me which, which of these things fall into which category. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I had to clear my throat. I don't have my magical drink this morning because I was tired and I had had coffee. So you might get some gurgles. You know, I may not sound as, as um, sexy. Oh, you do. As I normally sound. I'm just you know, <laughs> putting it out there and I apologize to you ahead of time. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding, guys. All right. So listen, we got new listeners. I can't say shit like this, which is part of what I'm going to talk about. But folks, let me just go back. All right. I'm going to go back for just a little bit here. Let me just rewind it. Oh, we're back in action, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. All right. So check this out. Um, last week was crazy because let's see, where do I start with this? Okay. I'm going to start with this. I was fortunate enough to go on pop culture leftovers, which is another podcast. It's probably the, the podcast I listen to most often mm-hmm. hosted by a guy named Brian and a guy named Jake. And, uh, they were nice enough to reach out to me. I had had some prior conversations with Brian via Twitter, just, uh, you know, Twitter talk, basically. And he reached out to me and he asked me if I'd like to be on the show. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to be on the show. So I had a few weeks to plan for it because, you know, we set up a date of when I would go on. And I'm just pumped. I'm ready to do this. I'm super excited about it. And uh, but nervous at the same time, too. So the week of I'm ready to do this shit. I'm jazzed in my homework. I'm just ready to knock it out. And something happened where my wife came up to me and she said, um, She's like, you know, I got this, this, uh, she shows me her big toe, her left big toe. And there are these dark spots on the nail bed, really dark spots that are, they weren't there before, at least is what I thought. But she tells me eventually that she had actually had been painting over them. She thought it was because she works out, she runs and stuff. She thought maybe she had got like a, you know, when you like smash a toenail and you get like a little yep. bruise underneath it totally. or something. So she totally. thought that's what it was, but it wasn't going away. And then when she started thinking about it, she told me, well, it's been there for couple of months, a few months. I'm not even sure how long it's been there. So instantly, because I'm in healthcare, I freak out and I go to the worst thing I can do. Of course. And um, I start thinking, well, maybe let's just be safe about it. Maybe it's melanoma. Probably not. But let's go to the doctor and have it checked out. Let's not like wait months anymore. So cool. She does that. So I go to work and I get a call a little bit later. And um, she told me that. And by the way, I want to say that our family practitioner is a fantastic doctor. Uh, we see both him and his wife, and they're both great. But the missus has a, not my missus, uh, it's a couple. She's a little more, um, that's what I'm looking for. She's got a good bedside manner, but she tends to go, she scares people, is what I'm trying to get. Yes. She scared us. Yes. And uh, so she just immediately went to, it wasn't like, you know, we should probably get this checked out because, you know, there's chances sometimes that it could be like a melanoma or something like that. Um, let's just check it out. It's probably nothing. No, she went with, I have good reason to believe that this is a melanoma. We need to get you biopsied right away. And you need to set up an appointment for, you know, a podiatrist, which, of course, we still haven't gotten the fucking call. So if this, you know, <laughs> we've been wow. waiting for them. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So I'm like, already knowing this, I said, look, you need to let's just be calm about this, but you need to make an appointment like yesterday. So just take care of that over the weekend. But in my head, I'm kind of freaked out. So I come home and I've got like three hours to kill before my day, my day job turns into my night job. And uh, I'm sitting there and I did the worst, ladies and gentlemen, the worst thing you can do 
if you haven't got properly diagnosed about anything, is to go online. And I tell people this all the time, just like I'm telling you. However, when it's reversed and we're in the, you know, the the crosshairs, I completely forget all of that. So naturally, I went on and I started looking at WebMD and looking at all these melanoma sites and Oy. forums and things like that yeah. and Google images. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> excuse me. And yes, it looked very much <laughs> like what she had. And she was like, she comes home from the doctor and I, I gave her a hug and I was just trying to give her like a regular hug, but I gave her that hug. Like yeah. I'm never going to hug you yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, I scared her is what I did. And I'm not going to lie, man. I had myself crying about this shit. I don't, it was just really weird that I had already had her like in the grave, you know? Yes. Um, but I was very worried about that. So I tried to keep myself cool. Went to work, kind of lost my shit a little bit, not too bad, but enough to where people knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she's like, no, we're going to be optimistic about this and everything. And over the course of like three days, I watched her go from what she called optimistic, I called denial, to just complete, like, she's just terrified now. She was crying. She kept looking at things. I would catch her looking on her phone at something. And when I'd look at her, she would like close it because she didn't want me to think that she was doing that. Yes. You know? And it just became this very, it was a shitty weekend. So now during that weekend, this is when I had to do pop culture leftovers. And I had to do, we had to do last week's episode for Heroes and Noise. And I'll be honest with you guys, I did not want to do either of them. Like, I just didn't think that I was in the right mind frame to do so. And I really had to kind of push through. So I I seriously doubt that you guys even noticed that. Somehow I did okay. And I was really concerned about it because, you know, I've never been on Pop Culture Leftovers before. I I was, I wanted to do a good job. Mm Mm-hmm. So it took, a little, it took a little bit of alcohol. I'm not going to lie to you. I had a couple of beers just to kind of get through that and loosen up a little bit. And I think it went well. And um, so I did the show. I was really happy about that. And uh, then we found out later in, during last week that uh, she was okay. It was just some kind of like a little whatever you call it. It was kind of like a fungus, like a fungal type thing on her toenail. But she went to the podiatrist and he says, yeah, you're good. Gave her some stuff and she's good to go now. This so I'm a little embarrassed. News. This is the great. That's the this, great. Is, this is the fantastic news. Yeah, yeah. I'm blowing it over. I guess, you know, honestly, I told this story a couple times. So I'm like, I think now that I know that everything's okay, it's not as intense, the storytelling, you know what I mean? But it was the most wonderful news ever. Cause that's, that's she's ride or die with me. Like, forever and it was really fucking with me like i was afraid i was gonna have to tell my kids we were gonna have to sit the kids down and how's everything going guys good okay well uh better sit down and oh, tell yeah, them it's yeah, crazy. yeah like no yeah. one wants to have that conversation nobody you know? really wants to have that convo bro no one so anyway everything's fine um now i get to tease her that she just has a funky toe as opposed to having melanoma like i was afraid she was gonna lose we were at the point where we were talking about what if i just lose my toe would that be so bad? I'm like, no, you lose that damn toe. I don't care. I love you. Like, I just don't want everything else to go. Yes. And yes. And another reason why I'm so horrified about cancer uh, is that a friend of mine lost his sister to melanoma. Like, she just, it's her business, but she, she, she suffered incredibly over a very short amount of time. Young girl. She was like 18 at the time. Uh, and I've heard th- that story in detail. So it started messing, you know, it just gets into your head. And, um, the other thing is that she had lost her grandmother when she was a child. She lost her grandmother to ovarian cancer. And then we lost my father-in-law about five years ago to leukemia. So it's, it's something's in the family, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's always been this huge fear of mine that that was going to be the case. And luckily we're okay right now. So anyway, that was the most fantastic news I've ever received Gee, in my life. Outside crazy. of having my children, mm-hmm. that was the most fantastic news ever. And, uh, then it turns out later on in the week that after the show is done with pop culture leftovers, we started getting, uh, as in Steve and I, started getting all this nice 
these nice messages from Pop Culture Leftovers listeners that came over. And if you're out there, guys, I just want to say thank you for coming over and listening. Um, we hope you like what we're doing. But the fact that you're even here listening right now means the world to us. So thank you very much yes. from the bottoms of our heart. Thank you so much for the kind words that you said. Um, you know, I don't need to go into what was said, but I'll let you, I will tell you that it was very flattering to me. And I'm not one to really deal with compliments very well. I don't like them at all but i but i did this time it was kind of weird so um there's a little bit of a confidence i think you guys. needed it i think you needed it maybe that's what it was yeah. i think i think that it was kind of like more intense because it was like you got the one release of okay no cancer and then you got some good you know some some compliments after nothing crazy but it was just very very complimentary comments and and tweets and things like that about how i was on that show but more importantly how we are on this show and that's what was awesome because you know anyway I appreciate it if you enjoyed me on the show and that, that you came over. That's that's really cool. But the fact that you stuck around, if you're still there, and you were very specific about certain things that we do on the show, uh, that means the world to me. That that's just, this is why we do it. So you know, I don't want to make a bigger deal out of it than it is. But um, from the bottom of I think both of our hearts, I know both of our hearts. Thank you guys very much for coming on. Um, we just hope you like what we do, and we plan on doing it a whole bunch. So thank you very much. Word Fantastic up. week. And you know what? I didn't get the same. Um I didn't get the same fanfare that Dan got because he killed it wonderfully on such a cool show. Uh, he got up there. And Isn't he, it a the, great show, though? The reason that I, I, I am so impressed with the fact that you killed it was because of what was going on. I knew what was happening. And I was like, there is a chance that without fault of your, nor fault of your own, you might fumble the ball because you just have too much on your mind. But you went in there very professional, very Dan-like, and did you? Li it seemed like you just compartmentalized what was happening with your wife and just said, I need to go in here and knock it out the park. And you did, dude, and you did such a good job. So it's with good well, reason thanks, you got a lot of love. But I did get I, appreciate I got that. a DM from a uh, brother Michael. I'm not going to say your last name, but he. I was having an interesting, a rather strange day on Friday night. And all of a sudden I get a DM and I'm thinking that it's going to be one of those, uh, you know, thanks for the follows, whatever the deuce. And it was just this wonderful, wonderful DM that just told about how he came over from Pop Culture Leftovers and how he's digging the show a lot. And the things he said, I won't go, you know, I won't say specifics, but it really just was like, I needed this today. And it made my, it made my day. And we went back and forth a few times. We still do. And, um, and Michael, thank you. And that says, a, that says a lot about the audience of Pop Culture Leftovers, because if Michael came out of your audience, good grief, what an audience you have. Because he is just, an, from what we've talked, he's just a great person. He hit me up saying, hey, I'm going to buy a shirt. It was just a wonderful, wonderful DM. And it also, it made me realize some things that I'm, that, that I, I'm doing right, that Dan's doing right, that we need to continue doing. And it really touched a lot of people. So thank you, Michael, for your DM. And uh, I want to listen to a voicemail. I want to hear a voicemail from the website, Michael. I want to hear your voice and I want to hear some some emails from you. I want to hear some, some, some questions and all that jazz. But the only way that you could possibly do that is if Dan the man does what he's so amazing at doing. Okay, if if I must. But uh, one more thing, guys. I just wanted to say before I go into that, um, because uh, Steve, I want you to know something, dude. Seriously, maybe we're just all emotional this I week. Think you know, we but, um, I think we are. I think. But that's okay. Losing Fuck an episode was was <laughs> 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 Losing an episode will change your life. Yeah. Um, 
No, uh, I just want to say that they reached out. He reached out to you, man, because I told your ass you were on point and you have been on point, man. And just keep speaking your mind. I think we opened up a new some new ground for us last week when we were talking about the fact that. You know, we have a we have a, a platform. Yes. Where we yeah. can we can put out information and uh, the fact that we, you know, don't just use it to entertain, but maybe to inform sometimes. And Steve, I really think I think that's your strong point versus mine. Um, you excel at that, bro. And you did a fantastic job. And so from again, from the bottom of my heart, sir, because I am a little bit emotional this morning. Fantastic job, dude. I, I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else. Likewise, my brother. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> oh, before we go forward. <laughs> I fucking before, love you. Before we go forward. So to make it lighter real quick. So Dan, I have diabetes too. And we'll talk about that. Dan, the other day, or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yes, Dan, yesterday. Um, no. Uh, anyway, he was telling me about what he was going to talk about today on the show, and he said, "Hey, yeah, man. So I was up this morning and I was eating oatmeal, <laughs> and I said, Dan, that is the oldest thing you've ever said before. And at the time, I- we were making jokes about it and we were having fun, going back and forth." And then this morning. Okay, this is the most ridiculous shit ever. So please go on. (laughs) And uh, mind you, I was just like, Dan, I think you saying I was eating my oatmeal and watching TV. I said, I'm pretty sure that's the oldest thing you've ever said, bro. And I was like, well, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe it was just a toss away line. Then this morning we're sitting there getting ready. And he's like, hey, uh, give me 10 minutes. I'm about to go make myself some toast. I was like. Yet again, he out and then here. So here is what I think it is, Dan. I don't think you could be specific about what you eat without sounding old. You just have to say I'm eating breakfast. That's it. Okay, I just I just gave you a bunch of kind words. I'm not taking any of it back, (laughs) but I'm going to um, punctuate my kind words with some other words. You're a crazy motherfucker. It's true. Listen, 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 listen. Let me know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. First of all. Oatmeal is not an oh, old thing. Like it's, God. I'm trying to eat healthy. Okay. Like I, normally, yes. listen guys, I, I will, if, if allowed, I will eat like chorizo burritos. I'll eat fucking carne asada. I'll eat, um, fried eggs. I'll eat all that shit that yes, will kill you. Yes. So and, uh, you're, you're sort of, uh, well, anyway, it has to do with something we were talking, we're going to be talking about in a little bit, but, uh, it's funny. We're trying to hit points, just trying to hit certain points that we had yesterday yes, that we, yes. we're talking about. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Dude, the oatmeal thing is crazy because it's healthy. Yes. It was some it wasn't that Quaker shit that you microwave. Uh-huh. It was it was like steel cut oats. Yes. Oh my god. And then I, I put like almond milk in it <laughs> and I put I don't even like almond milk, but I put it in it and I had like uh some some brown sugar and yeah. some cinnamon. None of this is old. Like, None of this is old. It's, it's when not. you specifically say, Hey, I'm gonna um I was eating my oatmeal this morning. Okay, that's the other thing. Thank you for reminding me. I didn't say, so I was eating my oatmeal this morning. I said, no, I said, dude, I was sitting there. It's talk again, I'm talking about this later on, but I was sitting there and I was watching something on television eating oatmeal. That's what I I said. You said my not eating. No, I didn't. I didn't. And that no, let's move on. (laughs) Secondly, this morning, I was up early because you know I wanted to do this show. So I was just letting you know while you were still kind of getting ready. I didn't want to take too much more time, so I'm saying I was like literally looking around my kitchen, like what am I going to eat real quick? Uh Because I was hungry. Uh I saw bread. I said, you know what? Let me make some toast real quick. I'll call you right back. That's it. It's not like I'm going to enjoy my toast with salt substitute butter, and you know. I think I think it's this. I think like anything. 
unless like if I said, "Hey, Dan, I'm going to go eat I'm going to go eat a uh I'm going to go eat a bowl of cereal." They'll be like, "Yeah, that sounds. Why don't you just say breakfast?" You got to be specific. I think being specific makes you sound old, even a kid. If, well, if my, I don't care what you say. It's I true. completely normal. Oh, totally. You should. As well, you should. We should feel- <laughs> It's not no- like I said, I'm going to go uh, fix myself you, a glass of Metamucil. I, and a, I, no, I, no, I think it's you not said that. my oatmeal, though. I didn't say my oatmeal. It's what you want to hear, Gene. I don't it's know, not dude. what I said. I do. Okay. Okay, listen. You really do have a good memory, but here's what I will say. Your memory's way better than mine. Here's what I will say. This is the truth. I think- we're saying things differently as we age. I'll give you that. And I think my oatmeal is one of them. <laughs> no, it's not true. Dude, and that's the other thing <laughs> is that I've literally had like one bowl of oatmeal in. I don't even remember the last time I had oatmeal. That's the funny thing about it. But you got to understand, Gail can fuck up a bowl of oatmeal. Like, like it's not like like she made it for me, you know, so uh, it's. First of all, I didn't make it because if I did, it would just be like water and oh, for whatever. sure, it's for sure, terrible. For sure. She makes a she makes a delightful oatmeal. What can I say, man? I get it, so, but I'm saying we're chain as we get older, we are now turning into we're vocalizing our age, like the stuff we say is older, and eating oh, oatmeal is an older phrase. Uh, whatever. Be- you know what though? I have to ask you something. Yeah. I've asked you this before, but let's talk about it on you know on the uh, on the cast. Yes. Why is it that everything you do is normal, but everything everyone else does is fucking weird? Now, that's an issue, my friend. It is. Gee, trust me. It is. I think here's what it is. I think you are not a normal person. The, I mean, no, you're not. A oh, weirdo, not at all. But no, you no, are no. not. You are not normal. No, not at all. And, but the thing is, I vocalize the abnormalities, whereas other people do the kind thing. I don't. And so since I I vocalize it. They're like, he thinks everything's weird, and yet he's super weird. But they don't say it. They won't vocalize it because that's a normal thing not to do. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Whereas me, I'll be like, why do you do that? That's strange. So since I vocalize it, yeah, it seems like I think everybody is strange. I do. Sometimes we need to use our inside voice. I don't, Maybe? I don't think I have. You know what's funny, G? Speaking, you don't have an inside voice. No, here's the thing. I was talking because I do, uh, like I said last week, I... I uh, work around an audiologist and I said, hey, man. And he said, yes, sir. And I said, do you think I might talk loud because I'm losing my hearing? He said, you should get your ears checked and see. And I was like, I've always talked loud. Maybe I've never had good hearing. Interesting, huh? Well, what's he going to say? He's a fucking audiologist. This is true. You should pay me. <laughs> Stupid. You know, it's like going to a prostitute and being like, you know, I just, I'm all, I got all this pressure downstairs. I don't know what to do. Right. I haven't had an orgasm but, in like a really no, but long even time. He acknowledged, he said, you should pay a prostitute you're right. to take care of that. You're totally right. But he acknowledged, he's like, you do have quite the loud voice. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> he's like, you do have quite the loud voice in normal talking situations. He said, but you might just be loud. But I think he said everyone should get, if you can, this is a privilege, mind you. What we, we have is a privilege. But you should get your ears checked like once a year to make sure that everything's kosher. Because at our age, they're like, you're going to. Here's the funny thing. Gee, I'm so glad. I didn't tell you this last week. Okay, so me being my just like you, where if something seems like, oh, I didn't know that that was not a normal thing. I look up on Google to find out, uh, oh, well is the hearing supposed to be? And I came across a 
a, a YouTube video for hearing. And I told him about that. Mind you, this is flash forward. I told him about it. He was like, geez, what if you, what if, on YouTube, G? Why are you? He's like, maybe. Please, a, please tell me that he really called you G. No, he didn't. But he's uh, a younger dude. He's like 23. And so I was like, um, I said, yeah, I think I'm going to go to you to get a second opinion. He said, you haven't gotten a first opinion yet. But anyway, I was on YouTube. <laughs> Write a fucking comic about you. That is not an opinion. So I start this this YouTube hearing test, and you hear nothing. (laughs) I hear nothing. So it says, "This is what dogs hear in bats." I'm like, "Ah, how?" He's like, "This is excellent hearing." I hear nothing. This is really good hearing. And this, and finally, my son says, "Dad, can you please turn that off?" I said, "What?" He's like, "Gee, that's the most annoying sound." I mean, can you turn that off, please? I said, you are hearing this? He's like, yeah. You don't hear that? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, he doesn't go to many concerts or anything, right? No. Yeah, that's why. Gee, gee, we, we're deaf. We're not deaf. But if, Plus, you're a musician. Oh, so you're dude. Around, drums. And, all the time. Exactly. Yeah, and I was a drummer. Oh, and dude, we played dude. like metal. So, we're and done. I wore, didn't wear it. Yeah, it's, it's over. Dude. And, and remember, I'm surprised I can hear you right now. Bruh. No, but the thing is, the weird thing is, then, because your voice is very soft. Yes. You have to, a soft that's, voice. I was going to say that the contrast between the two of us is pretty funny. It's, I'm, I'm sure that you have to do stuff on the back end sometimes to be like, I need to bring that level down because he is doing the most. But again, I think maybe I'm going to go in for an ear. And if my ears are normal, then I'm going to have to just be like, gee, why are all the Hudson so freaking loud then? We're a loud bunch. Well, if you're a loud family, maybe it started off with loud person number one and everyone else just had to keep up and then it just became this big domino effect of loud people. That might be. But but you know what? There are just those families of loud people. Like I'm I'm Mexican and Mexicans get loud as fuck sometimes. It's just the way it is. You know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, let's let's talk about Mexicans. It's not like I'm saying at all. But, you know, you you, um, culture wise, you know, you uh, Mexicans tend to travel in packs a lot of times. Like, you know, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I work in a medical facility and uh, let's say this person is coming in for his one exam. There are often a lot of times where they will bring in like six, seven people with them. Like it's, it becomes a whole day and I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. It's just what it is. But what I'm getting at is, is that a lot of times um, they're just having full on conversations, you know, and, and it's like super loud. I know when I go over my cousin's houses and things like that, we just, we're just loud people. I'm actually the quiet one, you know, um, I think it's just weird. Like I don't, I just don't have a boomy voice, but like my cousins, they're fucking loud as shit, man. They're, they're super loud. So I think... I don't know. I don't, I'm not even trying to make it like an ethnic thing, but I just think that maybe it's just certain families have that. Are you? That are you I hope I don't sound like I'm backpedaling. No, 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 no. I think like for me, I'm wondering because like I would love to see I would love to see you doing like around your family. Well, your family's not loud, though. Right. No, not anymore. Not uh, the not the ones that are left. Like my pops was real loud. Was and my really? grandma was real loud. Not not like disturbingly loud, but they were definitely the, vo- the voices that you heard. My grandma and my, my dad were the ones that you really, they were the conversation starters. They're just always like amping people up, I guess is what I'm trying yes. to say. They, you know, I don't know, something like that. Well, no, I mean, the, the big thing is like for me, um, I think even if I try to tone it down, it just never works. If anything, if I try to tone it down, people will say, are you okay? 
like, is everything going all right for, with you? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, if I talk. You're just so quiet. Yeah, they're like, this isn't a normal thing. But I, I, I definitely am going to get my, I'm going to get my ears checked. No question. Because when my son was like, please turn that down. I said, literally, I hear nothing. I hear absolutely nothing. But then when I did hear, when it kept on going and I did hear what he heard, I'd be like, oh, it would have driven me crazy because it's the highest pitch I've ever heard in my life. It was like a, it was like a, if something like a gunfire and you hear that ringing, that's what it was that it was sending out. Yeah. These high frequencies. Yes. And so my son was like, dad, I don't know what you're doing on your computer, but whatever it is, please stop doing that thing. And that, that worried me, but he, yeah, I told him, it was like, yeah, I did this YouTube check and the audiologist was like, gee, that's not a check. It was fun. I'm sure for you. But you don't even know what volume we're supposed to have it on. You don't know what volume they did. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a point. <laughs> He's like, gee, why would you? It was like, yeah, I need a second opinion. That's when he was like, you haven't got a first one, but okay. Audiologist was like, hey, come here for a second. Come here. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being silly. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I did that without anger. Because <laughs> look, you know, once I hear something that's very interesting, I just start asking a million questions. So I sat there for like an hour asking him questions about the ear and all this stuff and hearing. And by the time I left, I was like, wow, kids need to know that that's a thing. I bet you a bunch of kids would love to be in that, but nobody knows that that is a thing. People know, but kids don't know what an audiologist is. They know what a doctor is, but they don't know. There's someone that could study and do weird things with your ears to make you hear these weird. I mean, dude, if I was a kid, I don't know what, if, if all these people came in to give, you know, how they, so I guess some schools had, what was it? Something night, something day. What was it? Not job day or career. career. I, re- I remember going in like elementary school, yes! and junior high, yeah. and we would just all line up and then we'd see an audio. Those things are, oh, no joke. Yeah. And they would play the whole like same thing you were just talking about. Listen, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Oh, do you hear awesome. that? Oh, yeah, I hear it. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Now, now they can't even get good lunches. I'm going to let that sit for a minute just to be like, that is depressed. That is probably, I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah, don't, no that silences today. I thought I fucking lost you again. I'm like, oh, great. Gee, that Here is we go so again. sad. That is so utterly sad. You're freaking right. Anyway, I'm sorry. That just depressed me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to hit you so hard. No, because it's true. It's totally true. It's some, some kids can't afford freaking lunches now. Anyway. <laughs> I put you in a bad spot. Yeah, that was like, dang, that is so freaking true. Sorry, guys, I just derailed the entire show. No, you did not, but it's it's <laughs> an unfortunate truth. So anyway, yes, I'm going to get my freaking ears checked. Also, G, speaking of depressing, you know what I did all day yesterday? You don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this, man. What'd you do? Okay, so apparently I was down a rabbit hole of insanity. So yesterday I was on a, a site that was saying, uh, it was a Reddit, a subreddit. I shouldn't even lead you guys here. It's called catastrophic, catastrophic failures. And what it is, is like big, like cranes falling. You know, things like, oops, this whole window off a side of a building crash. We have to rebuild it like major failures. But what are the failures said fatalities? I'm like, I don't want to see this. But then it was talking about an airplane. I was like, but I do want to see that, though. <laughs> and so I was like, OK, well, let me just see the airplane thing. And. I look at an airplane, they show this airplane and they show GIFs of what's happening at each step of how this airplane crashed with all these people on it. And gee, they had about, this guy set up a whole thing of, 
60 different airline crashes and how it happened and GIFs to follow it and some air traffic controller back and forth with the with the uh, pilots as it's going down. Gee, I don't know if I'm going to go on a plane again, G. Have you been on a plane before? I have. I don't like flying. G. I don't get all nervous about it. I'm nervous until I get like horizontal in the air. But that whole taking off shit is the worst. Dude, and that's where a lot of the crashes at. Here's the funny part. So I'm sitting there watching and they're like, someone's on, someone's on an airplane right, right now, now listening to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> so sorry, guys. Just I would probably skip this. They part. show they're like, OK, hey, this plane didn't even take off. It just kept on going without taking off. I'm like, oh, they should be fine. They haven't even lifted off. Explosion. I was like, wait, <laughs> so you're telling me you can just keep going. And if it doesn't take off, it just sparks uh. and explodes. I'm like, time out. <laughs> then I watch another one. It only made it one minute into the flight. I'm like, you're telling me that one minute into the flight, we're in danger. It ain't, it doesn't have to get up to a hundred or 40,000 feet. Oh, no, no, no. You are a minute in and now you can just, at this point, I just sat there, turned off my computer. I I read all all 60 of them, by the way, in depth. Of course you did. And so I was like. Gee, and, 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 you know, some of the pilots are like, we're going down. This is it, man. This is it. And then crash. I was like, oh, oh that's horrible. my. And then some of them were like, let's make an, let's try to make an easy landing on the ocean. And I'm like, oh, that sounds right. Someone videotapes it. And you see this easy, and it looks like they're coming in easy. And it just explodes to pieces. I'm like, okay, why are we flying again? Bro, I'm feeling kind of horrible about this right now. This is the scenario that I have in my head. Uh-oh. Um, this person is like, man, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about flying. I got to fly across the country right now and I need something to distract me. So you know what I'm going to do? A good thing I downloaded it because they don't even have Wi-Fi on this plane. I'm going to download. Here's a noise. They're going to get me through this. And then they're hearing this. <laughs> well, no. Okay. Here's the good part. All right. Say, so if you believe in another side, which many, <laughs> here's the which many, al- which many, many do. If you believe in another side and you take your life into your own hands to get on a plane and whatever happens, happens. On the other side, someone's going to be like, hey, what's going on? He'd be like, hey, what's going on, man? How did you pass? Oh, you know what? I've got this lung infection and I end up going. How'd you pass? Oh, I barreled 40,000 feet down into the Pacific Ocean. They'll be like, dang, G. That's how you go. So worst case scenario, person on the plane listening to our podcast, you're going to have a hell of a story to tell on the other side. You're welcome. Or you could be going to hell for something you didn't even know you did. Then you're going to get there and you're going to be hanging out with Hitler and the child molesters and stuff. Dan, gee. Hey, I mean, fuck it. If we're going to go for it, let's go no, for it. No, because I just gave them something to be happy about. No, and no. You just... scared the shit out of them and you went, but there's cake. Gee, okay, here's you my did. issue. Here's my issue, Gee. Here's my freaking issue. One Every of them, time we try to conquer something other than walking, we die. Like, we're like, hey, let's build these machines. Okay, so first, we walk. And it's probably overpopulation because, you know, we get black death and everyone dies. So we walk. We're fine. We get horse and buggies. People get ran over by the horse and buggies. Sometimes the horse and buggies flips. You die. Then we make these machines that go super fast. We get behind the wheel, go 90 miles an hour. We die in record numbers. And then we're like, you know what? How about we just conquer conquer the ocean then? We make boats. We sink. We die. Okay, well, then let's just fly. Let's conquer the air. We fall, we die. Walking seems like the most normal thing for us to do. Till you get hit by a car. Exactly. If we didn't have cars, we'd be fine. Gee, I think I just came on to something. Every time we go try to go faster than we should, we die. 
You've got a great idea. Everyone, just ditch your cars. <laughs> Problem solved. Population control. Is, population is not an issue anymore. Gee, In fact, it probably will be an issue later bruh, down the if, road, but everyone's going to be together. It'll be fantastic. Here's the question. If we had no, because technically planes, like they don't even blip on the radar of deaths because it just so rarely happens. Because look, I watched, I looked at 60 plane crashes that were devastating. How many planes take off every day? Man, what's wrong with you? I just gee. looking at sixty plane crashes. Because my thing was, it got to the point where I'd actually research, um, like the there's there's a um, ASMR and plane crashes. Yeah, it's, there's there's a thing in the back of the tail. I forgot what it's called, but it regulates you know uh, the flaps going up or down, and some of the sometimes those things break. And so I w- went and researched the screws that hold those together. I researched how those things break. I researched how often that they're maintained. It's like I went into this weird <laughs> rabbit hole of, oh, here are the mechanical things that can go wrong to make a plane crash. And they're like, but the chance, a lot of the things that whenever a plane crashes, they figure out what happened and they try to do some regulations so that it doesn't happen again. And so I'm like, okay, a lot of these happen, even though they happen now, sometimes as we go forward. There's less and less. Like you see, 50s a grip, 60s a grip, 70s a grip. Like in the 60, 50s or 60s or 70s, there was a, a plane that literally crashed into the Grand Canyon because it hit another plane midair. That doesn't really happen now so much. You're, you're not going to just run into another airliner randomly. But we weren't there yet. Now I'm just like, we are safer than we've ever been before right now. We are the safest that we've ever, this is even just living. You are less likely to walk out your house and and die by some random serial killer or some random killer than you've ever been in your life, which makes the people getting guns so strange. You're safer than you've ever been. Sans gun. Anyway. We're safer than we've ever been. We're the safest we've ever been. Hey, look it. No one's ever been safer. Listen, if he said that, which he doesn't, <laughs> he's like, look, there's people out to kill you right now crossing over the border. Be careful. He, that's what happened. But anyway, people- Watch out for all the Jaime's and Innocencias out there. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know y'all have stories. Y'all got stories of, of stuff that you've gone down the rabbit hole in. Y'all have been like, why did I even go down this rabbit What got me on to underwater basket weaving in the whatever? How did I get on this video on YouTube? I want to know your stories. The only way you could do that is to get back to Dan on what he was originally about to do about 20 minutes ago before I got on my high horse. Go for it, Dan. He brings us back around, though. You can't fault him, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. My name is Dan Ramirez. That guy over there, that's Steve Hudson. Yes. Check this out. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, do so. We like that shit. Here at Heroes of Noise. That's where we live. You can reach me, Dan, your buddy Dan at DanQPublic, and my friend Steve at at SE underscore Hudson Music. We're on Instagram, Facebook. I'll be honest with you, we probably should put more effort into that one, but we are there. Maybe you don't want to go through all these spots. Maybe you don't want to go to Instagram and then to Facebook and then to Twitter. Maybe you're a busy person. You don't have time for shit like that. I can relate. I totally get it. Let me help you out. Just go to heroesofnoise.com. That is heroesofnoise.com, and everything is right there laid out for you. You don't know how to work a website? I can't fucking help you with that. But get your friend. Someone knows how. You're the only one that doesn't, you fucking loser. But anyway, when you're there, subscribe to the show. Email us from there. Leave us a voicemail. We love those things. We do want to hear your voice. Know what I'm saying, Michael? Don't think I forgot. Uh, You can subscribe to both of our shows, one of them being The Word, the unofficial Preacher podcast, which is on hiatus until next year. But you got a lot of catching up to do if you haven't watched Preacher. So get on it, you fucking slacker. 
and leave us a five-star review. One, two, three, four, five. Not four, not one. You can if you want to, but fucking leave us a review because we've been doing this for a while now and we need you folks. We need your help. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, you can do it anywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you fucking name it. And the last thing, ladies and gentlemen, is get over to the webpage, click on the t-shirt, and go into our Threadless store and look at all the wonderful merchandise that we've created for you. Purchase a shirt. Purchase a, uh, a mug, a thermos. I don't care. Purchase something and give it to your friend because Christmas is coming up and they like the Heroes of Noise too. And if they haven't, it's your fucking responsibility to make them like it, you fucking slacker. You know what? I'm ain't angry now, Steve. I'm done. You know, the good news about all this stuff is you can literally, now that they have Wi-Fi on planes, if you're freaking out, you can do this from a plane right now. You can. You're not really slackers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I just had a moment. No, you're, you're mean today. You're mean. You're or maybe you should, I'm doing this twice. You should get your hearing checked. Maybe that would make what? you nicer. Oh, that, I see what you did there, Dan. I see what you did. I love all of you. None of you are slackers. And even the ones that are, I would never tell you that in real life. No, you would not. Now, what you would tell us is what you've been watching this week, though. I certainly would. I absolutely would, sir. I'm glad you asked because, you know, um, there was a show that was super, super special to me. And I came on. I came, well, not that kind of special. I just fucking liked it a lot. And uh, I got turned on to it kind of later on. I think there was five seasons and I think I got turned on to it by season three. So I had to go back. I'm like, I'm sick of hearing this. What is this? I need to figure it out. It didn't seem like it was something that was up my alley. And guess what? I was completely wrong. What I'm talking about. Well, let me say this. I made it all the way through season five, through the finale, and I'm like, oh, hot damn. What, what are we going to do now? I, I don't even know what I'm going to do now that it's not there. You know? And then, and then, uh, and then another show came along last couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. But what I'm talking about, ladies and gents, is the Sons of Anarchy. I'm on a rewatch, Steve. That I'm watching Sons of Anarchy. Strange, not a strange thing. That is an interesting rewatch. Only because I say that because I loved the show, but the ending is so, like... Perfect. It's a perfect ending, and knowing that that's coming, would I, I would imagine it would mess up my rewatch, but it must not. So tell me about knowing what happens at the end. It didn't affect your rewatch at all. No, no. You know, the thing is, is like if I go back and make the effort to rewatch something, I'm not really trying to get the, the gist of the story again. I want to like, check out all the stuff that I missed all the little details, or for that matter, you know, you uh, kind of grow with the characters and sometimes you forget about some people. So coming back to them and maybe tying it to what happens later on in the series uh, makes a lot of sense to me to do that. Yeah. And so far, I think I've made the right decision, man, because it's been the, some of the best watching that I've done in a while. Like that show's just so damn good. I'm on season one, episode seven, I believe. And it's just nice to be back hanging out with Jax and Tig oh, and Clay gee. and Gemma gee. and Juice and Half Sack. Poor Half Sack. Opie. I feel bad about that guy. Opie. Oh, Jesus, man. I know, I know. Hey. That's the thing. That's the thing about this show is that you know you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy if someone brings up the word, says Opie to you, and you just like stop. And you go, oh. Oh. Not saying anything bad for those who haven't seen it. Something good might I didn't happen. Say anything. I, yeah. I'm just saying Opie, man. Opie's a sensational character. Um, you know, I like this show. If you, I'm not really like, I didn't think that I would like a show that has to do with like motorcycle clubs, motorcycle gangs, because it's just not something that I'm into. And somehow they've done it to perfection. Oh, dude. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Sutter. I don't know if he even knew what he was getting himself into when he started this here, but he's an amazing screenwriter. He's an amazing director. And he just took this show and made it perfection. I mean, 
The thing is with this one, you never know who's going to turn bad, who's yes. going to become good, who's going to backstab each other, who's going to die. It's like Game of fucking Thrones. You never know, man. You could be watching the show and like your best character just goes out. And it's horrible. Not as bad as Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is brutal. Gee, they do the most on Game of Thrones. They really are doing the most. But Sons of Anarchy, to me, is a perfect show. Um, is it a perfect show? That's an, yeah, that's an that interesting question. quote to me. Is it a I, I don't like to throw around that word a lot. But... Uh, it's for some reason, it's been coming out of my... You know what? Yeah. I think it's a... Wow. That's really interesting. Do. I mean, but who am I? I'm just a guy. I'm no, no, not no. But that's kid. good, though. That's good to know that you're... Because that, I loved Sons, Sons of Anarchy, and I could get why somebody would call it a perfect show, because there was never a season that I was just like, well, this just got really boring. It was a... I mean, it was amazing. And, and you said you haven't watched The Wire, though. No. I can't I wait for you. To, I can't wait for you to watch that. I promise that I'll re- I'll start that one up as soon as I'm done rewatching yes. this. And ha- if I don't start the Sopranos, oh dude, I wouldn't I wouldn't rewatch the Sopranos until you. Do you say Sopranos? What did I say? Sopranos. Yeah, the Sopranos. I say Sopranos. Of course you do. You say Sopranos. 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 Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. if you said someone is like, oh, oh, wow, that's interesting, because I know that's probably the correct way of saying it. Alto soprano. Soprano, alto, ten. Oh. Soprano, just hey, soprano. That's how it sounds. I was watching like. the Sopranos. I was watching the Sopranos. I was watching the Sopranos. Maybe you, oh, maybe you are sopranos. saying Sopranos, and I'm hearing it wrong. <gasps> My hearing uh, again. Yeah, there you go. You better go see that audiologist. <laughs> Tell me about. It. But no, I think Cha-ching. here's the big thing. I think if you do, you want to rewatch the Sopranos before you watch the Wire. You kind of have to watch the Wire, dude, because you're okay. That's a huge conversation you need to be part of. Just like I'll do it. It's like me watching Doctor Who. I'm only going to start watching Doctor Who. I'm going to give it another shot after you said something because I tried it before only to be part of the conversation, but I did episode one, season one. It was Tridash. But you said start later on only because I want to be part of the conversation. There's, there's so much that is said that I want to at least be able to say I didn't like it or I did like it. Not one of those never watched it. The Wire. So when you say... That. When you say you watched episode one, season one, you are referring to the 1950s version of Doctor Who, right? Where it was black and white and the old man, the first doctor. Is that what oh, you're Oh, it's about? not. No, about? no, 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 no. I didn't go that far back. So then you started with like Christopher Eccleston. That's what you did. Yes, probably. I'm assuming yeah. that's what you did. Because it was one, um, it was the first of the recents. Yeah. I didn't think it's trash. I think it's just something that you, and again, that's, you know, it's all opinion. Oh, of for course. sure, for sure. But um, I just think it's something that you have to sort of, it's like when you're watching a B movie. Not that I'm calling this Doctor Who a B, like a B movie, but mm-hmm. it's like, uh, for instance, we were watching Terrifier. Okay. Okay. Terrifier is a fantastic movie, guys, by the way. Steve turned me on to this one last week. I decided to watch it. It's fantastic. But the reason that I think personally that it's fantastic is because I was able to see what the, the creator of it was trying to do. Uh, he was very effective, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name because I wasn't really prepared to talk about it. But um, do you happen to have that information, Steve? Hell no, he don't. (laughs) (laughs) I can pull it up. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at is I don't want to turn this into a terrifier thing. I'm just saying you could see the filmmaker's vision. You know, you could tell that there wasn't a lot of budget. (laughs) So you kind of get the acting could have been a little bit better, but it was not trash. And the special effects could have been a lot better, but they were not trash. But you could see exactly what the creator was trying to do with the special effects and with the acting. And I'm just thinking, okay. 
if you could if you could put a little more money in this and do it again without letting Hollywood get involved, you have got a smash smash on your hand. You've got the new Friday the 13th. You have got the new Halloween. Ark the Clown is the scariest motherfucker I've ever seen. And um so do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you if you can see getting back to Doctor Who, if you can see past that because you know, I think their budget at first was a little bit lower and it you could tell that it increases as time goes on. Um I think and you have to get past the whole British thing too. No offense to the British out there, but if you're not used to British humor or the way, you know, do you know what I'm saying about that? Oh, like totally. Yeah, yeah. For it's me, a culture, it was, it's a culture thing. Totally. For me, I don't mind that. Like, I love the, I love watching shows on the BBC, and so I was ready. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to dig this. I don't think I'm. I have to buy into the lore. I think I need someone to make me buy into the lore a little bit better. And I know it's going to be a season, probably a different Doctor. Maybe that might be fair enough. But I need to, but that's a lore that I have to buy into that you can go into this small phone booth and it's a massive thing and that this ha- happens and you have to know that, you know, you, there's just a lot of things you have to know. And I just didn't really get it. You know, I think that the writing really has a lot to do with it. Uh, Stephen, Ma- I'm trying to remember who the, uh, and someone's going to scream it at me right now and I won't hear it, of course, but hearing, I can't remember that. I can't remember the uh, name of the writer for the like Christopher Eccleson and the when David Tennant was on, but I know that it switched to Stephen Moffat, and okay. Stephen Moffat was kind of like a split crowd. Some people loved him, some people hated him, some people loved him until they thought he fell off. I was actually one of those people. Um, but we you know we got a new Doctor coming out. We got Jodie Whittaker; she's going to be the first female Doctor. Uh, the writers are all different. I think they're they're kind of letting go of some things which some people may not like. In other words, uh, certain characters that won't be coming back on this season. But I'm willing to see what they're going to do with that. I know there's going to be more money involved with it. I got to tell you that I watched uh, Christopher Eccleston, which I believe was the ninth (laughs) Doctor. Mm -hmm. And then the 10th Doctor was um, David Tennant. And then we went to Matt Smith, the 11th. I love David Tennant, but Matt Smith was my guy. It was just something that I, I responded to more. So... But you like David Tennant a lot, right? I like him in uh, in everything I've seen him in. I did it. I did really dig him. And what do you think of Matt Smith? Have you seen enough of him? I know you watch The Crown. I do like Matt. now when I unfortunately now that I see him, I'm always going to think of The Crown. No, watch <laughs> watch his debut as the Doctor. I think you'll see only that from now on. You know what He's I want? I think that might be the one I watch. He's so high energy, <laughs> and him working with um, <clears throat> excuse me, Amy Pond, who is Karen Gillian. Uh, I fell in love with Karen Gillian on that. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Actually, I didn't fall in love with Karen Gillian. I fell in love with Amy Pond, if that makes any sense. You know, her character was just fantastic. Oh, and that's the, the name that of the character. T- yeah, Amy oh, Pond okay, is okay. the character, okay. yeah. Uh, but the story of how they meet is is really kind of like a, it's it's kind of a special little story, dude. I really like it. And I think that if I know you, I'm thinking that Matt Smith's going to be your guy. I can't wait, dude. I can't. I'm going I'm to check it out I'm off of your you know, your uh, solid recommendation, but actually getting back to it, I was just like, okay, um, now that I could be part of that conversation, I could say, like, if I watch a season, I could solidly say, okay, I like it or it's not my thing. That's why I know if you watch The Wire, you could watch one season and say, you know what? It's not my thing or it is my thing. You know what I'm saying? Just like Sons, if you're, I think you could watch three episodes of Sons and you'll know Oh, no, 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 no. This isn't, th- this isn't that good. Now, watching Sons, is there anything on that show that you didn't remember that you're like, oh, that's right? Um, or you, everything you felt like, that. I already knew. I already knew this. Because sometimes when I rewatch a show, I told I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, 
No, not so much like, oh, I can't even believe I missed that. Nothing like that. But it was just nice to see the characters that you you watch develop as time goes on, like Chucky. Remember Chucky? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chucky's great. I think Chucky's back in Mayans, dude. I saw something on Facebook the other day where he, he was saying that. He's like, hey, this is, remember me? Chucky. And he was like, he had a, he was like doing like a selfie video thing. And he's like, and I'm back with the Mayans. Or he says something regarding the Mayans. But I think we're going to be seeing him pretty soon on that show. Speaking of the Mayans, um, what did you think about that show? Hmm. Uh-oh. Hey, don't you don't want to piss off bikers, G. I'm not trying to piss off bikers. I think Mayans might be pissing off bikers, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to be fair, I don't think that I've really given it a chance yet. I think that, uh, well, no, it's not true at all. I've watched two episodes. It hasn't grabbed me yet. Not like the Suns did. And I'm not being, um, like, partial to it because I wanted to embrace it, you know? But from the theme song... To, to the acting. I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's falling flat for me for some reason. And maybe it's just because I'm like, yeah, whatever. I want more sons. I, I don't know. But um, I know that I'm not the only person that really feels this way. If you just look on, Twitter's my gauge. You know what I mean? I'll just hashtag Mayans and check it out. And uh, it's just kind of a, it's, it's 50-50, I think. Me being on the side of eh so far. But I'm going to keep on watching it. And if it just gets to the, if I get to like, say, season five, excuse me, episode five, and I'm just not feeling it whatsoever, I will probably just dump it off until someone tells me, yeah, but it's gotten this much better now, you know? But I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, since you're, since uh, Steve's asking, the Mayans has the worst theme song I've ever heard. It's the long, it is so long and so painful. And uh, you know what? Because I like you to share in my pain, I'm going to play a little bit for Uh you here. Uh So I'm going to give you about. I'm gonna get it's it's so long, dude. It's probably that's like a minute said. and a half to Okay, that's all you. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna respond I, I'm just to that. Letting one. You know, G, that's the second okay. time you did it. I'm just saying. You you got it, Michael Scott. But I'm <laughs> gonna tell you right now. Uh, it's a super long song. And I think it's kind of a it's painfully bad. So Steve, will you give me your opinion on this? Oh, yep. All right, check this out. Here we go. This is the Mayans theme song. And that's not it. Because it's a fucking ad, so we're just gonna let that go for just a second. Okay. And here we go. All right. Okay. Yeah, feel that? Yeah. Out on the road. I'm feeling tough. Okay. Right I'm feeling it. Feel tough? Yeah. I feel tough. Nope. And no. A torch of hope. In the Like, does this say it's pretty bad, dude. Just listen to this. Fuck your huddle masses. Fuck your huddle masses, Steve. Scrub our floors. Scrub our floors and cut, cut our, grasses. our grasses. I think he's talking about our people. We do that shit. Wow. Cause you don't want to. Wow. So you pay us to. Wow. I'm just saying. Something Bruh. about blood on fur and um, if that it's just the, here's the here's the deal with the song. Yeah, I couldn't write that, so you know I'm not gonna act like that's just shit. But at the same time, that song doesn't say, "Are you fucking ready for some Mayans?" No, Do you know what I mean. No, it, it it's a, a for me it it's literally um it's all lives matter in song form. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That, I like that. That's what struck me. If I hear that, if okay, if I'm in the woods and I need help 
and I see, I, I see a truck and that song is playing, I don't know whether I would just be like, let me wait for the next car. I might just be <laughs> like, you know what? This could turn out worse for me. So, and that's not a, if I'm thinking the Mayans, I would even say that that song goes better with Sons. But if I'm thinking the Mayans, maybe go a different route. I don't know. Something. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I mean, maybe go some Los Lonely Boys or some shit. I can understand. I think they're going for a certain um, demographic. I totally you know what I mean? But I think I would even say. They were talking about huddled masses. Uh, what was it? Clean our floors and scrub our grass. Uh, cut our grass. grass. Scrub our floors uh, and cut our grass. Well, then also, here's my thing. I think it would have been dope if they did like did an old school like Warren G. It would have totally worked. And then I'm like, oh, snap. This is different. But maybe I not some maybe not some Warren G, but like some of that old school, um, like a bam, 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 yes, something, something, something like some that. Fucking but it's not su- Parliament cut, or something. Cut, but that's not Sutter. He doesn't know that. No. He does not know. I don't think he he would have to bring someone in as a showrunner that knows that stuff. I would think that Sutter spends a lot of times at blues festivals. Totally, G. He thought. You know what I'm talking about? He thought that, backers and blues and blues, yes. that kind of shit. I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's one of those cats that it seems like his buddy was like, "I could write a song for your show," and he's like, "Rock on, do that." And he just wrote it. And do they say the f word on the actual show? Um, you mean like in the script? In the song? Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to pay attention now. But I will tell you one thing. FXX is, I was talking about this on Pop Culture Leftovers. They do not fuck around. Like, they don't care. They really? just throw the F, they throw the F word out like crazy on that show. I thought it was like a thing where you only were able to say it like once a season or something. Yeah. That is completely out the window. I think that they're exercising their cable rights very nicely because it's just like the, the song might as well be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, is that <laughs> right? Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, though, you know, getting back to the Suns, that. When you hear that Mayan song, to me, it doesn't charge me up to get ready for the show. But then you hear this when you're watching The Suns. Right into this world. Gee, that is the Come jam. On, man. All alone. Listen to that shit. Come on. Same kind of a vibe a little bit, but then it does this right here. He's like, you know what? Kick it up a notch. The crow flies straight. He's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, buddy. And there's the other thing, too. So this song is like 36 seconds long. And that would be like not even a third of the Mayans intro. Isn't that crazy? Dude, that's such a good song, bro. It is. It's short and sweet. It's to the point. It's not sweet. It's kind of rough. It's kind of tough. Rough and tough, Steve. Rough and tough. But I like that. Rough and I like tough. That. Sometimes I'm, yeah, sometimes I'm feeling rough. Sometimes Other times I'm feeling tough. I feel you, brother. You know I mean? And I love yeah. the sun song. Like the sun song, comparatively, mind you. The sun songs compare. It's just not even. that. Which is why. I think I'm shocked that I mean, did they pick it up for a full season? Yes, a full season. I think there's going to be like I don't don't quote me, but I'm thinking there's like 13 episodes. That's so weird because FSX, FXX is killing because Snowfall is really good, and so I'm like, wow, I don't know. But Sutter's he has. I mean, when you make Sons, you have power in your hand. You can kind of you can kind of be like, I could do what I want to do. That's why I'm not going to give up on Mayans just yet, because it's Kurt Sutter, man. He's there's something he's holding back. I just I need them to get. Maybe it's the characters, the actual characters of the show. Like there's this one guy's a young uh, prospect, and he's got a brother that's in in the MC, 
And uh, this dude, the, the prospect, has like a photographic memory and they're focusing on him a lot. And then they're dealing with this cartel and the head of the cartel, his wife, who he has a child with, is that prospect's ex-girlfriend from high school. Yeah. And he's always flashing back to the, you know, the, I don't know. It, it just hasn't grabbed me yet. I mean, you, you start Sons of Anarchy and it's like, all right, people are dead. Uh, we're running drugs. Uh, all these murders. It's, it's just, it's just so crazy. And the, 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 uh, the contrast between Sons and Mayans. Yeah, and the, now I'm not expecting Mayans to be the Sons no, of Anarchy, I, but, but I would like it to have that same feel. It's supposed you know? to because there, it's a, it's a spinoff. It's supposed to have the same feel at least. And the thing is, he's not. He can strike like for him. Lightning struck a few times. It struck with the shield, and it struck with uh, Sons of Anarchy. That's very hard to make it strike three times. Okay, I'm going to sound incredibly ignorant right now. Okay. And I'm going to call myself out to, I don't know how many people, but uh, enough. Okay, don't laugh at me. Damn. Kurt Sutter did, Kurt Sutter did The Wire? No. Oh, okay, good. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. And I'm like, oh, man. I think I The really Wire that. was David Simon. That sound, okay, that sounds right, even though I'm not going to say I know anything about The Wire that much. I do know what you're talking about. I do know that I'm going to watch it. I have heard wonderful things about it. But for some reason, I thought you said that Kurt Sutter did The Wire. I'm like, wow, why don't I know that? No, no, Kurt Sutter, he did The uh, the Shield. Oh, The Shield. Yeah, That's what you said. He did The okay. Shield. So I'm just not paying it. You know what? Maybe I do need to get You're my hearing, hearing check. No, no, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> the, thing, the fact that he had lightning strike twice with The Shield and Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Yeah. That's a big deal, dude. I mean, because a lot of people, they get one major show and they can't quite, and even if they have another good show, they can't quite make it happen like it did before. You know what I'm saying? And that's, totally. a, hard thing to, that's a hard thing to do, dude. And but you can still stick the landing in a, in a different sense. That's why maybe this is just going to be a slow burn. Maybe this will end up being an incredible show. We'll see. Yeah, it's tough, dude. I think the only people I've heard that's, that's had, just like Sutter, there's been a few people that have done it. The only one that sticks out of my mind was like Aaron Sorkin. You know what I'm saying? Where, yeah. you know, that dude, somehow, everything he touches, it's not, not everything is gold. But most things Aaron Sorkin touches now, you can't say, oh, lightning struck. No, for him, it's just a thing. You know, when you have West Wing, he did Sports Night, uh, Studio. I loved Studio 60. He did the, and the newsroom. Those are things that are just like all of them are good. <laughs> it's pretty strange, dude. It's pretty strange. We're at, Some people just got the shine, dude. They can just do those. Well, things, he knows that, they fast, just, they just, that fast talking thing. He almost, yeah, yeah I mean, he kind of, you know coined that whole thing. He literally just coined that quick going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now Sutter, I don't, I think he has a style and unfortunately the, I think he, I'm going to watch the Mayan. I'm going to watch one episode. And if no, don't watch just one. <laughs> I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that. You think I should wait for, um, you think I should, wait? I think you should binge it. Really? When you have a chance to. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing. I think that if I was able to binge this show, and I'm not always the one that says, oh, everything should be binged. But in this case, I think it would be better because week to week, you're just kind of left going, do I even want to go back? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a big question, dude. But there is blood on the fur. So maybe we should go back. I, I don't, I I don't, don't know why. They, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to hate. But what, do you know why he decided to do this? What? To like, do a spinoff? Yes. 
Because there's people that are itching for more sons. Now, I do know that he is making a prequel. So we're going to have um, oh, Jax's pop right. is going to be in the show. Right. John. Why, though? There's, I don't know. We're just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but I will tell you one thing. I am actually interested in seeing how the sons got formed and how... Jax's dad like what his mission you know because that's what they talk about a lot in season one is he he finds all this manuscripts that he wrote and it's talking about how what he the vision that he had for the sons versus what the sons have actually become so I think there's a really cool story to tell there as far as the minds are concerned it's just spinoff to me yeah my thing is um just it's like uh Joni loves Chachi oh gee yeah it's, it's just find something new just do a new thing in my opinion I'm again. I'll, I'll binge it. I'll see, but I'll know within two episodes if I'm going to even finish. And I have a feeling it's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now that if you judge off of two episodes, you won't finish. That's a, I guarantee. That's it. A, but see, that's what I'm saying. For like sons, I was in after one. Yeah, me too. I was in. I was in. Like literally in. Like this is great. Like halfway through the first episode. And that's my thing. I don't know. Like for me, Kurt Sutter isn't a person that because once you say okay, I'm going to sit through and press on through these first two three episodes the only reason you're doing that is because you're betting on the creator you're now yep. you're not betting on the show anymore you're betting on the creator right. that he's going to do kurt sutter hasn't he did he's done some things but he's done a few iffy things enough for me to say i don't know if i'm gonna put my you know a 13 hours of trust into him but there's some people when their name comes up i'm like okay i'm giving them six episodes at least Sutter's one of those people for you, huh? Uh, he is, yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know exactly. So you're basing what's this off of Sons, basing it off of Sons. Okay, one hundred percent. See, yeah. I, I was based like for me, I I base it off of Shield, the Shield. I base it off of Sons, and I still would give it two episodes. You know, maybe if you watch the first episode, it will be a little more like, okay, I'll tell you this. The first one made me come back because there were some cameos that were very interesting in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, okay. One of them should be like, if you know the creator of the show. Of course. One of them should be a very obvious oh, cameo. I think you know what I'm uh -huh. getting at. Um, but then there's just, you know, the, you, you do see the sons. Let's say that. But there's a cameo in there. It made you kind of go, ah, okay, what are they doing here? And then you go, oh, that makes complete sense. Why? So I don't know. I'm curious to see what you say. So that's the minds on FXX. Uh, Dan doesn't sound like it's a spirited defense of it, but he's saying give it a, you're saying giving, give it a look-see. Give it a look-see. Check it out. And let me know what you think. I, I have a feeling that if you just base it off of the first two episodes, you're going to just kind of be like, eh, it's all right. I haven't heard one person go, this is so fucking incredible yet. Okay, fair enough. What else you've been you watching? Know? Okay, so now... Things get exciting yes. here. Um, so last week, more like nostalgic exciting. And we're going to get back to the oatmeal. Last week, I had purchased, uh, actually a couple weeks ago, I had purchased DC Universe. Mm -hmm. It went live last week, a couple days early. And I was able to see it on the website, but the app didn't come through. Then the app came through. So I put that shit on Apple TV. And I got to watching it, man. And um, so far, I can tell you that I, now, let me say this. Uh Steve is the comic guy out of the two of us. I enjoy comics, but Steve can wax about comics, whereas I don't really feel strong to do so uh, most of the time. I mean, you're talking like Preacher, some Garth Ennis shit. Yes, for sure. But when it comes to like DC and Marvel, I'm okay, but I, I know my, uh, I stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that said, um, there's a lot that's up for grabs. I think that if there was someone that is super into DC, super into comics, 
Um, I have heard complaints that uh, because they do have a comic reader that comes with DC Universe. You can watch it on your television. Uh, there's a whole selection of comics. Right Not last week, uh, what was it? Saturday the 15th was Batman Day, so you could just go on there and there was just Batman galore. All the you know the the more memorable comics. They had just ones where it's like introducing the Joker and, and things like that. Um, there's a lot to read that I've never read before, so I would thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, thing is, is that I think there are a lot of people that are already past that and the first entry or the first submission of comics was sort of lackluster for some, but I think that's going to be, ha- it's going to have to be something that you, you make your own decision on just because if you don't read them, then read them. Yes. Like there's a whole bunch yes. for you to read. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the comics. Their comic reader is dope. I like that. Um, cause you can watch it on your television. So if you're picturing like the first panel of a comic, you know, you're always going to have like the box, the narration, yes. it'll focus on the narration and then zoom out to the, to the, uh, you know, the character that's talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the way that it looks. It's very, very streamlined. I think that's awesome. You know, it does take away from the whole, even like, I, I like digital comics just because I don't have a time to go to get comics all the time. And more importantly, I don't have the room to put all these things. So I read a lot of digital comics when I'm reading. And uh, I still kind of prefer that because there is the whole holding it in your hand, p- bookmarking it. Course, Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just old school no, that way. For sure. So it takes a little bit of getting used to, but I, I could see this going like being the norm pretty soon. Okay. And I'm really hoping that they put some vertigo on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see preacher on there. Um, Sandman would be dope. Yes. Uh, there's a lot that they can do with this here still. So, you know, you for coming out and just going, hi, here we are. This is what we've offered you for the first week. I think they're doing pretty good. Totally fair. Um, what else? Let's see. So then there's a show on there called, uh, actually, let me get to that in a second. Uh, Movies. Yes. Let's talk movies. Yes. You can watch the four original Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, which is my Superman. The, you know, uh, we'll talk about the <laughs> your Superman and not you, Steve, but just a <laughs> current Superman yeah. in a little bit. Uh, will he or won't he? You know, and then. Um, yeah. And I let's see what else was on there. There's a ton of animated movies on there, which are dope, like Death of Superman, I think is the newest one. Um, lots of Batman. Uh, I don't have it all memorized, to be quite honest with you. There is a lot there. And I've been this is my work weekend. So for the fact that I was even able to really watch anything is for me is like I, I put the work in because I'm very busy during the every other week. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, of course, you know, they're going to have Titans. Of course. The live action shows. And I talked about Swamp Thing. I'm very excited about that. So that's coming. And that's another that's pretty much the main reason why I got it. I will say that I saw the pictures of Titans. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see those pictures of Titans on Twitter? Yes. Oh, dude. I'm hoping everything's going to be okay with that. I they, will they look pretty judgment. fucking bad. I will reserve no. judgment. I'm going to tell you straight oh, up. God. They looked like shit. Yes. Uh, they looked very much like Inhumans. Uh-huh. And did you did you catch that first episode of Inhumans? I did not. I only said the first because not. it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned as far as the wardrobe is going. Um, <laughs> I'm concerned how the... You know what I'm trying to say. Well, My mouth is... But also right look now. at... I, Sh- the wardrobe has me concerned. Shazam had me worried too. That's true. And that's the thing is that, you know, to base, to judge a book by its cover is not always the coolest thing. There could be some really, really great acting, but I'm just saying as at first glance, yes, it was, uh, I think I would go with Shazam first, but they look kind of bad to me. They look very inhumans and, and we'll see how that goes. So what else? Let's see. Okay. So now let's talk about the stuff that I did watch Okay, and it wasn't very much. And I decided to go down a retro road. So getting back to the whole oatmeal thing, oh dude, my God. um, uh, <laughs> Well, let's have, let's have a conversation real quick. Uh, if you don't mind me getting into it. Go for you it. Grew up, you grew up SDA, I right? did. Seventh-day Adventist? Yes. So can you tell me a little bit about your Saturday mornings? My Saturday morning was church. Friday night, uh, no TV until Saturday night, 
uh, you could turn on the TV. So I missed all the Saturday morning cartoons. So the only thing I got to see is the Sunday morning cartoons. All my friends will be talking about, or different people I knew were talking about like, oh, did you watch this or did you watch that? I'm like, of course I didn't. And at, at a certain point, they wouldn't even ask me. They're like, okay, we know that you were in church, so you probably didn't watch it. And like, we didn't have iPhones back then, so we couldn't exact. I couldn't exactly say, oh, well, then I'll just watch it on my phone, you know, later on. If I didn't see it and you didn't record it on the VCR, it's just gone. And I never even thought about recording cartoons on the VCR. So what did I miss on Saturday mornings, bro? Well, one thing first, because of that, you know, that was just your norm. That was a norm. I'm just curious, were you ever, was it just a normal thing or, or were you kind of like jealous of your friends? I was totally jealous. To watch that stuff. I was just wondering. Totally yeah, jealous. It would make sense from a kid's point of, of view. Of course. I would be jealous too. Yes. It's like, it's like those pictures of like, when the kid's sick and he's looking out his window with his hand on the window Gee, watching all his kids it didn't his make, friends play football. It you know? didn't make sense to me then. Like, we couldn't play in our reindeer games. I was like, why can't we watch TV on Friday night to Saturday? It did, like, as a child, as a, a teenager or, a, or you know, nine, ten years old, it started to be like, this makes zero sense to me at all. You're telling me if we don't do this, we are damned or what now? And I'm like, wait, so... So this was in the Bible, and when this was written, there were no TVs. <laughs> That's what I was going to But ask he you. looked ahead and was like, y'all are going to have them TVs. Turn them joints off. Okay, so now I have to ask. Uh, so are you, are you familiar? Like, I, I'm, I'm going to speak out of ignorance. Yes. So the, is the SDA Bible the same as, say, a Christian Bible? Yes, the, it is. It's the same thing. Okay. But as so then where is the interpretation of television? Where does that come in? Like, how does that, it's, I th obviously they're not saying television. What are the, what kind of terms do they use to say that you can't watch television? What they, how did what they do is, here's what they do. It, it's like the Bible says, remember the seventh day to keep it holy. They believe, they believe that the seventh day is Saturday. And so later on, there was what they call a prophet named Ellen G. White that kind of clarified a lot of stuff. It was just like the John Smith for is it, was, it's like that. Is it Joseph Smith? Yeah, Joseph Smith. Jo yeah. It's just like I was that. Literally gonna Adventist. say that. Yeah. And so that's what they have later on. And look <laughs> in retro Book of Mormon, that shit was hilarious. Gee, it's coming to Fresno. Check it out. Honestly, I'll go with you if you want. I go I think they sold out. Nah, but, you're with you're with me. So don't worry but um uh, uh oh that's right. I'm with I'm with Dan the man. I'll just be excuse me. I'll be like, oh, Mr. Ramirez, please come right <laughs> in. We've got your right. seats saved for you. And the whole time so I'll be in the, in the, um, the, <laughs> and then we're just sitting, we're sitting in the broom closet. Exactly. <laughs> be like, okay, Dan, here you go. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, gentlemen, it, it, that's all you hear. And, and it's funny because looking back on it, I'm like, like as a kid again, and now kids are way smarter. I'm shocked that more kids aren't just like, this makes zero sense. I'm sure that they are actually, when they go to college, they generally, I don't think, unless they go to an Adventist college, they they generally don't necessarily continue on, I don't think. But yeah, so is, is, I, I missed it all, dude. I missed everything. So, question for you. Is that why you're a vegetarian? No, I was, I ate meat for years. I ended up, the only reason I'm a vegetarian for animal rights. I don't believe we should be killing animals to eat them. Okay. That's you it. don't, don't do it then. But I will continue. It, that's what I don't understand, Dave. I don't kill animals. You're such a nice, I'll just eat them. You're such a nice person that yeah, I think I am. That the death of some, it's just like like if I brought you a human that was killed already and asked you to cook it, you'd say no. But an this an animal, you're like totally makes sense. <laughs> I don't under, I just don't get it. 
<laughs> that dead meat totally makes sense. That other meat looks just like me. Can't do it. To quote Chris Rock, I eat a pig's ass if you cook it right. That's so, dude, but do you see how it's kind of strange? They'll be like, this meat comes from something that looks like me, so I won't eat it. I do see, yeah, like, like who, who set these norms? Exactly. But I think it, what it is, is if, are you referring to like mammals? Uh, uh, sorry, that's not the word I'm looking for. Like, you know. Um, Sapiens. Oh, my God. Sapiens. Fuck, yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. I could not think of the fucking word. I feel like a dumbass right now. This is the dumbass episode. Don't, ever. because I'm reading a book called Sapiens. So I'm okay, cheating. Well, okay. So in reference to Sapiens, do you think that that's why? Just because there is a... a um, you know, they, they say we're just a hair off of them, just a couple of genes off from being them versus a fish that looks nothing like us. So do you think it's just association to it to, I think body, it, body characteristic, body style? Think, do you know what I'm saying? I think that's all it is. I think that because we even call people that eat people cannibals and they call and they call animals that they're like, is that animal? Is that a cannibalistic animal? Is that will that animal eat its own? They're like, but we'll eat other things. That's fine. The cross eating is perfectly normal. But when we see it's a thing eating each other, you're like, oh, that's not normal. I think here's what I'm, I'm guessing. And I might be wrong, but I think a hundred years down the road, they're going to look back and be like, wait, 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 wait. We killed things, froze it, and then ate them thing. I might be wrong, though, because we've been doing it for hundreds, like tens of thousands of years. But I think eventually we're going to be like, why are we still doing this? Mind you, they're already learning how to print meat. So we're on our yeah, way. See, that's weird to me. That's that's not something I'm ready to embrace. I think I do. But it. here's a, yeah. here's a theory. Now I'm speaking out of ignorance. We just oh, started totally, talking about totally, this, totally. and I'm sure there's research. Scientists, please However, email in. Yes, yeah, or oh, you scientists. Yes, noise. You never know, G. <laughs> you never anthropologists. Know you're I mean, I'm not please, giving us credit. Please, biologists. Or please. if you're just if you're just well studied, and you can answer this question, let us know. Yes. But is it? Do you think maybe you know hundreds? Thousands of years ago, they kind of already went through the food chain. They're like, mmm, chicken's fucking bomb. Fish, this is really good, guys. Try this fish. Um, let's eat that ape over there. You know, a little gamey. I don't like it. It doesn't taste very good. I- I'm not going to eat it. Now, obviously, there are natives yeah, and you know, they still things eat like them. that that do that. Yeah. But that's all they got. Yes. They can't, they can't call up Domino's. You know what I'm saying? Well, so th- they got to eat an ape. I-, I think we eat... Honestly, I think it's a, you know, depending on where you are, you eat where you are. Like, I'm sure, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure in Florida, people eat alligator because those are around. I eat alligator. You ate alligator? I would. And I, I'm sure, pretty sure they do because that's what's around there. But the funny thing is, here's the funny part. People will be like, I eat chicken, I eat beef, I love this stuff, so it's good. I'll be like, hey, why don't you eat your, uh, a dog? They'll be like, what are you, an animal? What are you, crazy? I'm like, why? Why would you not eat a dog? It's an animal. Well, yeah, that's ridiculous, though. I'm like, no, all of it's ridiculous. You're just making a choice of what's more ridiculous than anything else. That's it. I can't eat my, I can't eat my Roxy girl. Exactly. And, but the thing is, I, um, <laughs> he's a little gentleman, that guy. I can't eat him. But the thing is, pigs have more, uh, a more conscious of self than dogs do. Yeah, but they don't know how to show it. Well, they As do, well. but we just, we actually just trained ourselves to think that dog like, even, to ignore yeah, we things. just ignore it. Like when dogs lick us, we assume, oh, because they love us. Do we know that? We're putting human. No, they just, they just want to taste you. We're, yeah, we're putting human emotion on a dog. We don't know if they feel that. Do we even know that that's what they feel? No, it just, we just, hey, hey, the dog, hey, it seems like it's happy. 
Whereas my dog jumps on my lap uh-huh. and looks into my very soul. And do you know what he's thinking? We don't. Sometimes I can tell, like I can tell when the dog is hungry. I can tell when he wants to go outside. I can tell when, you know, same thing with her. Um, they communicate, man. How do they? They, they, fi- they just figure out ways. To no, do totally. Like, uh, but do you know that it loves you or do you, do you know that it loves you for you or does it love you because you're the one who feeds and, and gives it water? A, because, okay, here's where I, yeah, I see your point, but I think that there's a difference. If you have a dog that's just sort of chilling by your feet, that's a, that's like, uh, genetic companionship kind of built in. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's there, it's evolution, but our dogs will like cuddle with us and, and because you feed it. No, I, I think that's not the case. Why? What makes you because, think like, that? Other people will come over uh-huh. and they're not feeding our dogs. If they started feeding your dogs and giving it water yes. and you stopped right. your connection, I guarantee the connection would break. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, come on, Dan. If I was neglecting the yes, dog, yes. But if it that's lo- different, that's though. not true because, because it's smart enough to recognize this fucker's neglect. Yeah, but there's but they're like children that were neglected by their parents. They still love the parents. Yeah, they're stupid though. So we're, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for sure, if you stop feeding the dog, and again, it loves you because you feed it and give it water. I don't know, man. You need to come over and meet these dogs. Oh no, I me. love dogs, but I understand. I understand that this dog loves me because i feed it and i hug on it and i give it water those are my sweet babies and i don't even know if it does like me sure they cuddle do we know that it's cuddling or they're just like hey it's the warmest thing around well let me ask you this question Go for it. Uh, let's just talk about humans for a second you you're you're around humans all the time mm-hmm. right you don't just hug them you don't just go up and hug I them and not. feed them I do not. yet sometimes they will show more loyalty to you or more you know they'll be f- more friendly to you than they will with others yeah and that has nothing to do with being fed but also our granted, brain is they, much are, different exactly i was That's just about to say so it doesn't granted, really the count. human brain is different yeah. so but right but i don't think that we're giving dogs enough credit why I don't not think that, I, because i think that there is emotion there they just can't speak but it. why they do you they, think they can't that? vocalize it because i know my dogs like i've had dogs my whole totally life, true and i can tell there were dogs that i was cl- i was closer to you know um but and they weren't they or excuse me, I wasn't as close to is what I'm trying to say. And they weren't as close to me. So I do see what you're saying. Feed them, they they respond. But I think that if you're loving an animal, like even horses, cows, you know, they 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 elephants, they show emotion. So would you say that your dog is okay, you're saying that your dog is um if you love an animal in general, mm-hmm. they yeah. love you back. I think so. For sure. As far as I'm concerned, yes. Now, we have seen situations where, um, you know, uh, I, I totally get it because I've had situations where I'm like, oh, this dog loves me. This dog adores me and I love this dog. But we have to understand that we're putting human emotion on a dog that might not feel that emotion. We are. Oh, I'm because, not saying I'm doing that. I'm not saying, but like, I'm oh, saying, look at him. He must be sad. But I'm saying he, you think he loves you. But we don't know if yeah. dogs can, we don't know that that's a feeling that they're capable of. Okay, I'll give you that. But I will tell you that the way that their mannerisms and the things that they want, and like if I'm petting my dog, yes, right? Yes. I'll stop petting the dog. The dog will jump on me and like pet me kind of, you know, like rub their head. Like I think it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Oh, no. And trust me, I'm a dog lover. So my only point is if the dog loves you and you believe that this animal can love, that means all animals can love. Which means no. no. What animals can't? 
Um, I mean, if you just had to, if you're asking me, yes. I, like, does a fish love? I mean, they do swim in packs, but I think that's all like evolutionary stuff. You know Same what I mean? with the dog. Um, the dog might schools. Because remember, God, I'm so bad with my. Because remember the, the the dog. Remember when they they evolved. A, a wild animal into a docile animal within what seven generations that science did it with uh, I, th- I believe it was foxes foxes their whole body changed right. within a few generations so he sure evolved this thing into a docile animal right sure so that would mean that you could evolve a fish into a loving animal depending on how you evolve it hypothetically if you believe that dogs can love there's nothing separating their brain from like an, a lion should be able to love right and I'm sure a lion does. That's what I'm saying. So if we believe that these animals love, if we believe, especially, especially pigs, if we believe that pigs obviously are like, as far as their brain, we can honestly say that they're more conscious than dogs. They're more conscious of self. They understand that life will end when this thing is about to happen. They get that. And they're scared. They feel fear. We know that we're about to go into this place and get killed. That alone should make people be like, okay, if I love my dog and I wouldn't kill it to eat it. At least pork should be off the table. But no, they're able to be like, no, I'm able to separate that thing. I am willing to kill for the goodness of me. And if we're willing to do that, I don't know why I would think, well, then either my dog is a better person than me or my dog would eat another human being if it came down to it. Unless my dog is just better than, which I believe dogs are better than humans. Mind you, I have to put that out there. I believe dogs are better than humans. But we have to assume, hey, look, we're just a crass, we're a crass um, biological evolution. We are terrible because we are able to eat something that knows and fears for itself when we have other options. We could not eat it. Nope, I'd rather kill that thing and eat it. We could not if we wanted to, but we do. We just are bad. But what about like the, the food chain? Do you know what I mean? Like created by us, it's all created it's by all us. Been, we made that not up. necessarily. How could you say that's created by because us? Because we like, made the food chain thing a thing. We invented. So that. you think that? A, do you think that a bear in the in the mountains, yes, or in a stream, mm-hmm. is like, oh, I just really care for salmon versus uh, bark. So I'm not going to eat any bark. I'm just going to go and and eat the salmon because like it's it's they're not thinking about that shit, dude. That's just no. But we could cre- we could them. create a food. We create like we could literally say, God damn it, Steve. we're the no, top of the food chain because we have guns. Yeah, but that makes sense. I get, the, but no. but but like you know, uh, a cat will eat a mouse. Mm-hmm. A mouse will eat, you know. It's just a food chain thing. So you think we are just we? But I understand we can make that a thing. But if I gave cats an option, they probably wouldn't hunt anymore. Because they're like, oh, I could just eat this thing. I don't have to do that thing. Whereas Mm. humans, we don't have to do that thing. We just like killing. We're so smart, we don't have to anymore. But we just enjoy doing it. We like, I think there's a piece of our brain that loves meat regardless of what what happened for it to get on our plate. As long as it's on our plate and we're satisfied, we're okay. We don't care where it came from. I'm not opposed to humane killing of animals. But I, I don't think we should kill them at I all. I don't think, but I don't think that that's always the case either. Yeah. You know, I've seen some, some really graphic videos it's that says that terrible. that's not the case yeah. at all. But I do think that there are controlled and regulated areas where it is a humane, quote unquote, humane totally. way of, but what of if, taking these animals to feed people. Would you, you know? be okay? Now, so here's my thing. Like in other countries, are you okay with them eating dogs? It's life. 
Hey, uh, we got to pause for a yeah. second, dude. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I'm back. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Gail had come in and she was writing down notes for me, and she had gone to, you know, we after she went to the getting back to the whole cancer scare, guys. Um, I just got like an update. What so it? it's still not cancer, and it's not fungus either. So I can't even tease her about funky feet anymore. Uh, it's the dermatologist. We thought it would be a good idea if she'd just go and get a second opinion yeah. from a dermatologist. And uh, like they said, no, it's not. My ear. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not fungus. It's uh, not cancer. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think she's getting it from like what I originally thought, maybe just from her shoes when she's, because she just, she's been working out a lot. Okay. And she wasn't working out for a while because she had hurt herself and now she's back at it. So it's, it's like little tiny, like busted blood vessels or something like that, but it's not cancer. So it could be with anything. It's not cancer. So again, I'm stoked. Gee, now back to this whole, this good, whole thing. That's a, that's such a good, uh, some good news, man. Still, well, she comes in, she comes in and she just writes down, it's not fungus. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so exactly. are we back to the drawing board again? What? That's what I'm like, let me, let me pause real quick. And then you're like, um, you're like, oh, there was a better way of saying that, you know? Yeah. And really like, you couldn't wait. <laughs> oh, couldn't still wait good 30, news. 30 minutes. It's not, but uh, anyway, yeah, I think so we're good. a big thing. Look, I think what it is, is, um, we are going to eat dead things and but as long as we eat dead things here, we could never, when people go on this huge tirade about dog killings and puppy killings in other countries, you just can't be mad. You can't. You lost the moral high ground. It's over. Until you're I just- think it's a matter of domestication. Like if you're eating domesticated animals, that's the, that's the argument. Which it, it, yeah, exactly. It's a, it, but it's a, it's a faulty argument. I think, um, uh, I think- But it, ext- it extends to horses. You know what I mean? I guess they're somewhat domesticated. You can domesticate. We a horse can to domesticate. Some we do domesticate horses, but when their ankle breaks, we do shoot them. We put them out of the. That's true. We, well, that's the humane thing to do, though. Well, actually, we not really. We how do you figure? Because stop racing them and make them super comfy for the rest of their lives. So you're saying the only way that a horse is going to have a broken ankle or a broken leg is if you're racing them. Well, no, I'm not saying that you. But I'm saying okay. So let's take racing out of it completely. Let's and take now racing. You have this horse. How did the? How does a horse? Oh, okay. What? So we're saying that a wild horse, when horses were wild, when they broke their ankle, they just laid down and died. That's what we have to assume. We have to assume that at one point there were just horses laying down and be like, well, my ankles broke. I guess it's over for me. But that's what we act like. My silence wasn't like um, just because I was dumbfounded. I'm thinking, no, they probably... And again, I'm not a horse guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm speaking completely out of my ignorance. But if you're asking, yeah, I would assume that no, that wouldn't be the case. But they would probably spend the the most part of their days suffering. You think so? Yeah, that's a fucking horses weigh thousand pounds, dude, and they're on that little that ankle, if you will. Uh, gee, I just don't believe that. And that's okay. But I'm not gonna stop eating meat. I understand that. Um. Uh. Okay. I'm really good at cooking it. And here's the thing, like when they talk about when they talk about a devastating injury, a lot yeah. of the devastating ankle injuries are from racing. Looking at it now, I cheated. Sure. Oh yeah. No, no, that makes sense. And that's what I'm saying. Completely. So that would really be fairly eliminated if we just didn't race them. You know, I am not really opposed to horse racing, but I can see your point. You know, like what I'm I enjoy, but but I'm seeing it from a human spectator. Totally. Uh, gambling, going to go have a beer and hang out with of my course. friends at the fair kind of thing. So yeah, I'm not. You and know, it's I'm an not, insane. Uh, when we really think about it, it's an insane thing to watch. 
Put it this way, dude. If they said tomorrow, mm-hmm. as of tomorrow, we are no, you're no longer allowed to race horses, I wouldn't lose any sleep over totally. it. Totally. Now, what if they said tomorrow, as of tomorrow, we are no longer are going to eat pork? Pork's gone. The, the, we, I'd be cool with that. Would you really? See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not a big pork guy. Okay, now if they said, hey. I like bacon. But... Hey, beef is off the table. All right, motherfuckers. Now it's wartime. <laughs> I can't. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's funny because my son, uh, uh, his, his mother over at his, uh, his mom's house, they all went vegan. They actually went a step above me. Wow. And they've been vegan for about three weeks. And so they've been asking me for, you know, they asked me for some um, recipes or whatnot. And they've been going strong. And um, I asked my son, I was like, so are you going to put your stake in the sand, so to speak, and say- <laughs> Why you got to say exactly. steak, dad? <laughs> and I was like, are you now <laughs> vegan or vegetarian? And he is just because he lives with us. But he's yeah. like, you know, I can't say that I am right now. I will be. And I said- um, well, if you don't believe in animal suffering, why don't you just be a vegetarian? He's like, but what, am, what, is, what is just me doing that going to make a big difference? And it was a good time for me to actually sit down and have a talk with him about how you by yourself can start something. Because otherwise, nothing would ever start. If one person being a vegetarian, if one person doing something like, eh, it wouldn't make a difference. No one in history would ever make a difference. They'd be like, well, it's just me. But that me, you never know what it starts. So. Um, it, it starts a good conversation of where being that now every restaurant I go to mostly now has a vegetarian menu. That means something's happening. Sure. There's absolutely a movement and there are more people that are, you know, you're dealing with like glutens and all that, you know, like there's, there are people are very conscious of what they're putting into their body right now. The, the gluten thing. I mean, unless you have celiac disease, I think it's much, you know, I think it's a brain thing, but. Um, but it's not like every meal I eat, Steve, is with meat. Like I'm not putting meat into a blender and making a meat of shake. Of course not. not. I, I, I enjoy a steak from time yes, to time. Yes. You know what I mean? Totally. And I think, again, I, I think that it's slowly going to sweep the nation. I think as time goes on, there's going to be as many, veget- hopefully, maybe in America, as many vegetarians as there are meat eaters. I think it's going to be a long time, but I think eventually the scale will tip. I think the scale will tip. Fucking libs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding, bro. That was a no, fun. I, I, that was no, fun. I respect what you're saying, dude. But I, I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. I'm totally kidding about the lib things, by the way. That's the stupidest shit ever. Um, so do you think, knowing your son and giving him the, uh, what am I trying to say? Giving him the opportunities that every other teenager mm-hmm. has and just being or hanging out with his friends and everything, do you think he has fallen off the wagon yet? In the last few weeks. As far as... And like hanging out with Maj, hanging out with his friends and maybe, you know, they wanted to go to In-N-Out. So he's like, you know, I'll just... Oh, work. for sure. I don't think... He's not a... He's not a diehard uh, vegetarian. He just eats meat less. That's it. If they have a pepperoni pizza, he's not going to say no. Okay. No. Just wondering. And I think... I think... Uh, it is funny because I've used he, his dog as an example and he loves... As you know, they sit me over there in the middle of the night to go feed them when they're out of town. Um, he loves his dog. Like, his dog is his everything. Um, but I was like, well, then how would you feel about someone eating with... That's different! I mean, I'm like, I can't even bring it up. <laughs> he doesn't even want to visual that. I would like you to have a conversation with him and see if he thinks that dogs are capable of showing truth. Oh, he does. Yeah, so there you go. But he's 
And I'm not saying that they can't. I'm saying that how do we know? How would you know if a deaf person or a mute was showing love? Because they are a human and it's they are capable of feeling love. I don't know if a I don't know if a dog is capable of human emotion. I don't know. I didn't I didn't say that a dog was capable of human emotion. That's what love why is, is. Love. Why is love? You know. Um, because we only blocked we, into into God. I really I'm trying to say big words today, no, folks, but, and it just isn't happening. No, but why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why is love isolated to human? There's only because like um, uh, we no, it, human made the word up. Yeah, the human. I think we're because we can only base it on what we feel, and so now we're saying what we feel, they must feel too. Be like, no. What if they feel something even deeper than we feel? We. I'm not saying that it could be less has to be less. It could be even more. But what we're doing is we're applying because our love, if an animal does, if what they're feeling is love and what I see animals doing is love, well, then we can't call that love because what I see humans when they love, it's fickle compared to that. I've seen animals go above and beyond where I see a lot of humans wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? And so if we're going to say, hey, what we feel, they feel, and it turns out, yes, they're, they are capable of feeling this thing. It lights up in the same way it lights up for us. I would then say we still can't call it that because what they feel is a lot better than us. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Now, Steve, I need a, I, I need a favor yes. from you, though, man. Um, at some point, I need one of your magical segues to get me back to what we were talking about. Oh, that's <laughs> it's going to be like dog love and me. No problem. Hey, let's talk some super friends. No, I totally get it. No, 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 for sure. And so, uh, and for me, you look, look, you know, I'm not a, ve- all of this was because of animal rights. I wasn't a vegetarian because of Seventh-day Adventism. The only thing the Seventh-day Adventism is, did was make me lose a lot of the possibilities of me watching Saturday morning cartoons which thank, thank you. the Lord you got to see and you're able to explain it to us today. My dude brought me back around full circle again. So yes. <laughs> so guys, um, if again, we do have new listeners and if you're listening and you're like, God, these guys go off on tangents. A oh lot. yes. Yep. That's what you're getting. Heroes and sometimes we do tangents. a show called a, yeah, sometimes we do a show called pregame where there is no entertainment talk at all. We're just, no. we're just bullshitting about life. This kind of falls into that category, but you are, uh, Warning, there will be tangents. Yes. Okay. Totally. So yes. Uh, <laughs> this is a stream of consciousness. You've been warned. Absolutely. This is extreme so, of consciousness. Don't get me okay, on another go, tangent, go, 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 go. <laughs> All right. So like I was saying, because you were SDA, you did not have some of the, uh, I don't even call them benefits. You just didn't have some of the childhood experiences benefits. of watching, okay, benefits, of watching your favorite Saturday morning cartoon. I did not. Okay. So getting back to the DC universe, yes, we're still there. Um, This Saturday, I just had this weird revelation. I was sitting there, as Steve mentioned, having my oatmeal, quote unquote, and I decided to put on something that I hadn't seen for a very long time. So this is the dope part of DC universe for me. As a guy that's in his 40s and hasn't heard, like, um, you ever been in a certain situation where you hear a sound? It's like a deja vu type of thing. You hear a certain sound and it like takes you back oh, for sure. to a certain spot, right? So this is exactly what happened. So I just happened to be sitting there having breakfast and I'm like, I did pay for this. So let's see what's happening. I put on DC Universe and I heard this. Banded together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Doom. Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat, the Super Friends. 
Justice League of America versus the Legion of Doom. This is the Challenge of the Super Friends. All right, so I realized that there was a lot of noises going on, a lot of zaps and things like that, that you weren't able to see what was going on. Yeah. But that's exactly my point, is that I was just sitting there and I was kind of half paying attention, even though I knew what I was putting on. And it just completely like brought me back again. You know what I mean? So I had this incredible nostalgic experience of sitting around for the first time in decades, watching Super Friends on a Saturday morning while eating my breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was just, it was such a, like a, it was a very, very special thing to me. You know, we, we really, um, Gail and I enjoy like nostalgic things and we, and we like going back and watching a lot of older shows, her more so than me, but we'll get down with our Laverne and Shirley and our happy days and whatever else, you know, our, um, you name it. Yes. I love older television. For sure. So this was just something that took me back. And I really, really appreciated that. And I think that there's going to be something for everyone. You know, if you, I, I'm older than some of you. So if you grew up and your thing was uh, Batman, the animated series, it's there. You can watch wow. that. Wow. Um, it's, there's just so much there. So I, I, uh, I highly recommend this, checking it out, because especially that they haven't even put everything up yet. This was just like opening weekend, and you had all these things to choose from. So I sat and I watched some Super Friends. And, you know, the thing is, is that they were always cheesy to begin with anyway, you know, because they're made for kids. But there's some pretty little decent little stories in there, the little 15-minute jammers, and they'll throw two in uh, for a half an hour, excuse me, a half an hour episode. And uh, I liked it. I, I'm going to watch more Super Friends, man, because it just takes me back. I love that shit. Um, secondly, what I watched was another retro. I don't have any uh, audio pulled up, but it was the 1975 series of Wonder Woman. Now, Stephen, wonderful. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. Am I crazy to think that Linda Carter is just fine as Gee, can be? Linda like back is then? no her, her. No, don't get me wrong. Her legit. Uh huh. But gee, Barbara Eden. I dream of Jeannie. I'm not gonna argue with you on that one, dude. Those these two women, like when I was a kid, like I knew that I was like attracted to them as a kid. Oh, you know, because oh. normally I would look. Well, no, hear me out. Like, you know, like my parents would watch something. And it would be in black and white, mm-hmm. and for some reason, as a kid. I couldn't associate attractive women with, because they just look, I'm trying to explain it. Like, I just didn't think women were attractive because they dressed different. They talked, if they all talk like this, John, you know, <laughs> hey, John, they, they, they had these uh, operator, call 555 and give me the, the Klondikes or something. They just had a certain tone that I couldn't associate as a child with being sexually attractive yes. or whatever. And, and, and then the other reason being is I was a fucking child. So I wasn't, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but as I grew up, uh, yeah, like it, once I hit the teens, I remember I'd go over to my grandma's house after school and uh, TBS. Is that even around anymore? Yes, TBS? I believe it is. Okay. So TBS back in the day would show all the good retro shit like Voltron, I Dream of Genie, uh, Leave it to Beaver, uh, Gilligan's Island. And by the way, Marianne, she was fine too. That on she Gilligan's was. Island. I'm just saying. So I was pleasantly surprised to see like, oh, for some reason, uh, you're still fine. Linda Carter, and she's still kind of fine now. Like she's an older woman. She's like, I think 70, but she looks damn good for her age, man. I don't know how much, uh, you know, the doctors have to do with that kind of thing, but let me tell you about Wonder Woman. It is 100% campy. It is cheesy and fun. And if you did like that as a kid, I think that you'll still get it. You're going to go, oh my God, that's the silliest thing I've ever seen. But it was completely watchable. And it does the first episode, the pilot does tell the story of um, Diana Prince and Steve Trevor. And how they came to be. And there's this whole like, it's very 1940s kind of thing. 
And then it ends with her becoming Diana Prince. And he, you know, it's like the Superman Clark Kent thing. She's just basically got glasses on and a military yeah, uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steve Trevor cannot see for the light, even though he was so into Wonder Woman, he cannot recognize that Diana Prince is that person. Um, I like it, man. I'm going to highly recommend DC Universe. I'm going to highly recommend all the retro things because that's the kind of shit that I'm into. I am ecstatic with this program. Um, Program's not really what I was trying to go for, like the app. <laughs> I'm excited with all these programs and commercials. You, bro, I wasn't going to okay, say Okay, I'm anything. giving you that, fucker. I'm not going to say you that anything. One. I'm just trying to wax a little bit. What I'm trying to say is that it, it, I'm... I'm really happy with like with the app itself Mm -hmm. and I'm happy with how the things that they're putting out with. And I just for anything that like sparks nostalgia for me always does the trick. So, you know, I'm not saying that these are the best things you're ever going to see. Maybe you're going to watch these and be like, wow, I'm just over it. Or, you know what? I'm an an adult and I don't want to watch Super Friends. But I will tell you 100 percent that it was worth my money for the 74 bucks I spent pre order to sit and listen to the super friends and have breakfast on a Saturday morning. 100% worth it. You guys got to get yourself some DC universe. I'm sorry that I talk like an old man. Gee, God l- bless America. No, no, no. Gee, gee, listen, I don't mind that you talk like an old man. I just like the admission of it. I, I appreciate the final admission saying, you know what? I talk like an old man. Yes, you do. And that's okay. <laughs> I don't always talk like an Bruh. old man. No, but it, you think I No, you like don't if I always. Your, yeah, you don't always, but the thing is there's going to be old man sprinkled throughout. <laughs> you know what? You're giving me an image I don't like. Gee, it's okay. We're both Not talking okay. like older men. <laughs> I don't give a I'm shit. going to an I'm audiologist for goodness sake. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something. For a second to. opinion. But no, no. I heard it come out of my mouth. I'm like, fuck, he's right. When I said <laughs> programs, I'm like, oh my God. What did I say the other day? Uh, I say it all the time, actually, when we're watching trailers. I call them commercials. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I don't think any of them beat my oatmeal, though. I didn't say my oh, oatmeal. Now he's now he's gonna change it, huh? I'll I did. You did though, guys. Listen, I think if you've been with the show long <laughs> enough, you know I'm telling the oh, truth. Oh, you shouldn't say that because they're gonna look back on shows and be like, "He might have said oh, my bring oatmeal." It. Uh, fucking bring it, because I know damn well that you like to put a little bit of a spin on it, which is fantastic. It makes me laugh every single time. But I did not say my oatmeal. But I did I just say programs. Okay, that's fair. I just said programs. That's fair. <laughs> so I'm, I'm retracting one and I'm, I'm admitting to the other. I just, I just, I did. I spoke like an old man. So right. the- enough about me. Uh, enough about the DC universe. That's really all it. But there is one other thing. There is a, uh, uh, it's the story of the DC comics and it's a documentary that I tried to watch. I started getting involved with it. I was in it maybe 10 minutes or so and I had to get up and go. So um, it looks very interesting if you're into that kind of thing. I love documentaries and more so when they tell a tale of the story of DC Comics. I absolutely want to watch that. I will fill you in later on if it's good or not. And uh, if you watch it before me, let me know. Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. I've only watched one thing this week that I want to talk about. Okay. And I think it's going to go down as my favorite show of the year. And that is called Forever with Maya Rudolph from Fred Armisen. I can't even tell you what it's about, ladies and gentlemen, without giving away a few things. Because, see, here's the thing. The first, the first few minutes of this show, I would say first four minutes, are unlike any show I've ever seen. Unlike anything I've ever seen, really. It's so, and the thing is, it's so different that you're going to know by the first episode if you're in or not, but I can honestly tell it's about a couple who are married. I can give you that. It's Fred Armisen being Fred Armisen and it is Maya Rudolph being the best Maya Rudolph. 
doing their thing. And the twist they put on this in the second episode. It might be the first, actually. No, the twist they put on the second, because the first one is the beginning. The second episode is the, the twist they put on it. You're like, you have got to be kidding me. And the fact that they gave this show room to breathe and flesh out this twist, instead of being like, aha, at the end. No, they just let them mess with it, string you on for the ride. And in the second episode, they say, oh, by the way. And then they do it on the third. Oh, by the way. And then in the fourth, by the, and they keep doing this until at the end of the show, you're like, the first episode, second, third, and fourth episodes are not the show I watched. By the end, you're like, I watched about eight different shows in these eight episodes. I'll even do one more spoiler. One episode only has the lead characters in the episode for about 20 seconds. And I didn't even realize it really. Everyone within the sound of my voice has to at least watch the first and second episode of Forever. And it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, so I can half oblige you here, okay? Yes. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this off by saying that I am not a Fred Armisen fan. Oh, brother. I, he's, he's, he's a guy I just, hold on. Yeah. I'm just saying, he, I don't get him. I've tried to get yes. him before. I, yeah. He's done some funny things in movies and whatnot, but he's, I'm not what you he would is call annoying a fan as of all Fred Armisen. Out, dude. I, 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 okay, I can't stand Fred oh, Armisen. <laughs> to be honest with you. I listened but, to an interview of his, bro. Oh, yeah. my God. I said, oh, that's him. This isn't a thing. That is who this guy is. So you just yeah. need to plug in. If you need that person, you need to just plug him in because you're like, oh, that's not a thing he's doing. That's why Elizabeth Moss was like, she had a devastating quote about him and their marriage. She's like, I was married to like a character that I hated or something like that. It was a terrible mm. quote about their divorce. And I was like, well, yeah, you married Fred Armisen. <laughs> Did you think <laughs> it was a different Fred? But anyway, go there on. Are, there have been times where I've really like liked his performance, but for the most part, and I will say he's a great musician, by the way. Um, he's a great punk drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't yeah. He, he's a drummer for? Isn't he the drummer for? Uh, I don't like that guy either. So I can't think of his name right now. Seth uh, Myers, is it? The talk show? I don't think he play. Does he? Play, I don't think he's the consistent drummer for. Is he? If he is, I'm shocked. I don't watch the show, but Neither I do. do know I. At one point, he was the band leader. Oh, that's interesting. That's actually so, a smart thing to do. But is it Seth Myers? Right? Yes, Seth Myers has a talk I, show. Yeah, I, I just that's another person I don't yes, get. He's, However, yes. um. So I'll, I'll give him the, the credit that he is a very talented person, yes. uh, referring to Fred Armisen. But then to put it into an even different uh, or explain myself even a little bit more, there was a comedy special that came out on Netflix. I think it was last year. And it was called Comedy for Dr Stand Up for Drummers oh. or something like that. And it was just fucking horrible. Oh. I don't get his sense of humor. Yeah, you know, I've watched him perform before. He came on Howard Stern birthday show one time and he played Blackbird for him. Right. But he just did it. Like he didn't hit any of the notes and he sang it wrong. And people were just, they were, but he was doing it on purpose, but people were eating it up and I'm just watching this. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't. So, so anyway, uh, I'm not trying to poo poo your show. I'm just saying that um, I, I went into this because I know that it was important to you that you, you know, yes. you like the show. So of course I want to see what's up too. And, and I do love Maya Rudolph, by the way, but I went into it a little skeptical because I don't like it. Oh, him. totally. And um, I see, I know what you mean. I did watch the first episode. So I know the four minutes that you're talking about. And uh, it didn't grab me like it grabbed you, but I will say it is very original. 
how that was done. I was like, it tells a story. I was thinking, are they going to do this? I thought that this was going to be the thing. And I was like, oh, if this is going to be the thing, I can't watch a show like this. It goes on for a rather <laughs> long time, but it yeah. does. It does set up a story. It starts. Yes. It's a, it's a be- it's a beginning to present. Yes. You know how they meet to where they are. Yes. So. I watched the entire episode and I did laugh a couple of times, particularly when they uh, change gears to go on their anniversary trip and they, they get out of the car. Dude, dude. <laughs> that was funny. That was really funny. And of course, the ski thing at the end. Whew. So you're saying that if I stick with it, I'm going to end up seeing something. Oh, can, I, can you push pause real quick? All right, we're back. We had to take a quick little break. But um, in the break, Steve did mention something. He's not one to give spoilers. But he did give me a little bit of insight into Forever where I may want to continue watching it. Because I was going to say that first episode didn't really grab me that much. Um, but being that he's saying that, you know, it just keeps changing and changing. Um, he gave me one little <laughs> bit of insight into it that makes me want to watch it. So I will come back to it and I'll let you know what I think about oh, it. Oh, please. The first one, um, I didn't think it was a terrible episode. I just really had to fight the urge to just hate yes. Fred Armisen. She is, Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? And the thing is, here's the funny thing. What they did is... They made Maya the star because you're focusing yeah, on that. her reactions to things. And the weird thing is I wasn't married for very long. And I felt when, when I was watching, I was like, oh, I've been there. I know what that means where you're just like, okay, at first it's great. Then you're like, okay, this is the same thing. We're like, oh, is this going to be it? This is it. This is the thing. You know what I'm saying? This in the first four minutes, I was like, oh, I, I know what that means. I've seen that. Yeah, they they demonstrated that very well. I mean, and it's but it's her. Cause it would have just yes. been a normal thing if it wasn't for Maya. And she didn't do it because she has to do what she's doing without giving off a vibe to him. But it's enough for us to see it and be like, oh. And then instead of giving us eight episodes of setup, they did it in four minutes. And so they're like, all right, now let's start here. And so I was like, I felt like I already watched a now I know where they are. So all their decisions are based on now you know what they've been doing for the last few years. Now you know. I was like, oh, that is so cool. I know what's been happening. So all the decisions she's making is like, oh, you're assuming it's because of however long of this thing that they're wanting to do this. Yeah, I thought it was just a genius thing instead because I know they're like, okay, we have to do a setup. Someone said, why don't we just set it up in four minutes? Instead of doing three, four episodes of setup, why don't we just do a quick one so that we that what they did is they said, we believe that our watcher is smart enough to handle this. And I love that. They're like, we trust the 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 brilliance of the people watching us. And they did. I'm going to give you this, dude. I, you know, again, I'm, I uh, don't like the Armistice, yeah. but I did. And I did see what you were talking about when I watched the intro to it, the first four minutes. But uh, now that you're kind of selling it to me. You know what I mean? Like you've sold it to me to where I know I need to watch the show again, but you're absolutely right about that. They could have turned that whole four minutes into four episodes easily. And the thing is, Maya Rudolph tells a story oh, with her face. She's so good. That's it. With her face. She's it, it's, so it's, good. Dude. She really is. I don't think that oh. she gets, she gets a lot of roles, but I don't think she's gotten her role yet. This, you know what I yeah. mean? Like when are they going to give it to Maya Rudolph to have just to, just to, just to be in a fantastic movie where it's about her, not about her, but it's just starring her because I think she totally has a chops. To do. Oh no. Even I remember, um, remember away we go. Yes. She was great in that. I thought that that was, I thought that that was the one that I was just like, Oh, this is going to be her thing with, uh, you know, Krasinski. And I thought she did an amazing job. This show though, shows you she's not just funny and quirky. 
they let her do Maya Rudolph's thing. Like, she's not just a, you know, hey, having fun. No, this is a situation of people that have been in relationships, people that are married. They're going to say, oh, we've been, oh, my gosh. And in the second episode, it's just, they trust that you're going to stick it out where we're just like, we're going to change things every single like the thing I told you, that's not the biggest yeah. change in the show. Okay, that's a pretty big change. No, it's not even so. the biggest change. <laughs> they keep on doing it and be like, are you still with us? Are you still with us? Are you still with us? And it's Maya Rudolph. She's the reason you're still with them. And then Catherine Keener. She, oh, I shouldn't have told you. She's in it. And I love Catherine C- Keener. And I love Oba Babatunde. Uh, He's in it later on. I love him. And it's just like all these people end up in the show and you're like, oh my gosh, these are people I love. And even though Catherine Keener, all I can see is get out her, her doing that tea thing, but I'm trying to get that out of my head because <laughs> she was so good, <laughs> but oh, it's such a great show. Um, she scares me now, by the way, oh, whenever I see her, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> and <laughs> there she, comes the teacup. And she's so good in this show that, um, oh, dude, it's. Watch the show, people. And if you want to see a show that trusts the intellect of their watcher, of their viewer, if you want to be treated like a grown-up, watch the show. Hey, she's also in Kidding, by the way. Which I loved. Yeah, yeah. And we got episode two coming up this week. So they, it was weird. They debuted the pilot and they played the pilot again. Wait a Kinda minute. I, I saw the second episode already. You did? Yeah, it was like last oh, week. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude, 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 I'm sorry. I forget. I, uh, it's Monday, yeah. and I work this weekend, so I got to catch up. It was really good. So with the, let me ask you this. Is it episode three that we're on as of last yes. night? Holy shit. Okay, I got some catching up to do, guys. It was it's been really a crazy good. week for me. I thought my wife had cancer. Can you fucking yes, forgive me exactly. that I'm a little off, the, off my game? <laughs> it, Jesus. And it was so good, dude. Okay, it's then so I'm going to check it out, dude. So that is uh, forever, and that's on Amazon Prime Video, yeah. correct? Yes, and, if you, and everybody... Uh, check out Kidding too. That's yes. If, if if it weren't for Forever, Kidding would be my favorite show possibly of the year. But Forever just knocked it. And the thing is, that's the one benefit that uh, shows that drop all at once have. They get ahead of the curve, and now they're like everything else is working. There, you're now trying to beat this thing you watch, this experience you've had. Now you're trying to beat that with weekly shows. That's hard. That's hard to do. So I've already experienced forever. Now kidding. I'm experiencing it week to week. So those are the movies that we watched this week. The television that we watched this week. Uh, you know, a little bit lighter than we normally do. But again, it's been a kind of a crazy week. So the thing is, though, we actually have some decent news to talk about this week. News has been a little bit slow. There are things that are happening in the world, ladies and gentlemen. And we need to talk about it with you. So this is the Heroes of Noise news segment. Steve, what you got for me? Henry Cavill is out as Superman. What the deuce? What the deuce? I'm kind of wondering, man, is he? Because I've heard different. I hear I, I, it keeps going back and forth this week. I think that he's out. He's I really out. do. He's out. But here's the thing. So did you see the, when they announced that, that he's out? They, he actually did a video. I don't know if he was just trolling or whatever, but it was when he was he was like a, it was a video on Instagram. He's in this dark room. Yep. And this music's going on and he just brings up the Superman action figure yep. and then like brings it back down again. What the hell does that I mean? I think he was just trolling. 
Like he's done. I think, and the thing is, I'm glad he's done because I much rather see him in things like Man from Uncle and Mission Impossible. Yes, totally, dude. Yeah, that is his that's group. the thing. You know, and that's I'm not really sad about it because a I think that uh, you know DC Universe has really been sucking. Like it's just not something that I'm feeling whatsoever. And uh, Christopher Reeves is my guy. I know he's not coming back. I know he's not going to make any more movies or anything like that. But I, I just I was never really close to Cavill, and I think he's a fine actor. And he totally looks the part. And I don't even necessarily think it's his fault. But I always felt like Superman was a, such a dry character. They didn't create a good Superman. I'll say that. I can't blame. I can't put it on the fault of Henry Cavill. No. But I think that the DC just, they just have never found their way. They're still, like, they, I think personally what I think they should do is just completely stop this, this version of the DCEU and start over and wait, man, or, or. I don't know. Sell that shit to Disney or something. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Real, but do real. something because it's not totally. happening, man. And I have not, you know, and oh God, could you only imagine how uh, Momoa's feeling right now? Like he's, he's, he's ready to drop Aquaman. G, G. And the Justice League's gone. G. So it's kind of a pointless thing. Like there's no, I'm sorry, there's no way. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I think that Aquaman is going to be a subpar movie. I don't think Momoa has the chops to hold up this movie on his own. And um, I think it's going to be all for naught because now he's got nothing to do with it. They're not going to make a million Aquaman sequels. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they will, but I think the only one that had any chops, true chops, is uh, Gal Gadot. I think that she did a very fine Wonder Woman. I think that it, it's it's something that can continue on. But I haven't been impressed by any of these characters, dude. None no, no. And I think the only good thing that this brings up is now... It has been reported, mind you, it might be bullcrap. Yeah. But it's been reported that Michael B. Jordan is in talks. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Gee, listen. Here's the thing. A, if they do that, and Michael B. Jordan just has to be ready. Because he's already seen what happened with the Star Trek or the Star Wars characters. He saw what happened to them. He saw what quote unquote fans did. I don't think he's of the same blood, though. He's not going to let it get it. If they do do that, A, it's going to make a billion dollars. I'm telling you right now. It's going to make a billion dollars. B, the racists are going to come out in full. Oh, yeah. That's in, a given. But I, <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring that up. I believe that if they get the right person to do it, that Aha. Superman would be crazy. Now, here's the hard part. Um, He's been in two Marvel movies, and now he's going to be in, if it's true what's happening, if he does end up being Superman, he'll be in two Marvel movies and one DC movie. That's going to be interesting. So I want to ask you something. Yes. I'm all for a, um, you know, someone of a different color doing Superman. Yes. I have no problem with that whatsoever. In fact, I welcome it because you know what? They got to do something to shake things yes. up over there. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? But my question to you is, do you think he's the right person for it? Yes, he's the flavor of the month because he just did, you know, Black Panther and everything, and he's everything free, he, and, I, and I'm everything not, he touches and I'm is not, just gold right now. Yes. I, I understand that, and I'm not taking away anything. However, do you think he is the right person for Superman? Here's what I'll say. If they're looking for a guaranteed billion dollars, yes, he's the right person. If they're looking, saying, we're going to make money in this one and we're going to build this franchise then you should get someone else problem is dc doesn't know how to build a franchise so he's the right person they don't know how to do it 
They and they don't have time. Marvel has been doing this now for 15 years, and so that means DC is 15 years behind the eight ball. And doing it well. And doing it well. So they have to be like, we need a character and we need an actor that is so good that it puts us five years behind them. Like they believe him. So so there is no establishing for Michael B. Jordan. As soon as he's on screen, people are in. There's no established, prove to us you're Superman. As soon as he's on screen, they're going to be like, we know who he is. All you got to do is do a good movie. And and DC just if if DC was better at setting up a character, well then I'd say get somebody and make it so that the because Christopher Reeve, that's all you know him for. No one knew who he was. He, then he was Superman. If you want a brand new person, well then that means DC would have to prove that they're good enough to set up a franchise and say, you know what, we're okay just building a franchise. They tried to do it with Henry Cavill and people didn't buy in. They did like an hour of, I, I didn't watch the movie even. People were like, there was an hour before he even did Superman-ish stuff. And they tried yeah. to do it. They just don't know how to. Marvel does. They're like, we can have half a movie and not have Iron Man in it. And we can still have you entertained. Because we picked the right actor that is so great at what he does. That his sheer, the, what he puts off, his vibe is enough to have you. He just, his swag is enough to have you in let alone putting this swag inside in an iron killing machine. Then it's just next level. Now, if we say, um, obviously the obvious thing would be like Coogler, but I wouldn't even say Coogler. I'd say put Superman in that outfit and call John Favreau. Put Michael B. Jordan in that. Yes. Put Michael B. Jordan in that out in that suit and have John Favreau in the room from the time you start drawing outfits or suits, costumes, he's in that room until the very end that the editing is done because Favreau will not let crap out that room. He will not let garbage leave that room. It will just be, once it's out of that room, here's what's going to go crazy. Favreau's going to be like, check out the teaser at Comic-Con and the teaser's going to be insane because that's how good Favreau is. And that's how you grab people. Exactly. Too. And here's the thing. Don't even, if they were able to keep under wraps that, that uh, Michael B. Jordan was Superman and they just show some stuff happening, happening. And then at the very end, they're like, who are you? And he turns around. He's like, I'm Superman. And it's Michael B. Jordan. How crazy. Oh, is, damn. You gave me chills right now. How <laughs> crazy is Comic-Con going? It would be unheard of. And matter of fact, here's what I would tell you. Some people in that audience would cry. Guaranteed. People in that audience would cry because they're going to be like, we just saw Black Panther and now we're seeing the most powerful person on the face of the planet is one of us. It's a person of color, Asians, Hispanics, black folks. All of us are going to be like, it's us. We're up on screen because first it was uh, uh, um, crazy rich Asians, Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? We have these things happening and now this happens. It'll be a sea change, but the only person that needs to be behind that camera, and I might be, people probably going to get on me. I just think, A, you're not going to be able to get Favreau, especially if Marvel was like, if Favreau's like, I think I'm about, I might do Superman, and Marvel's like, no, nah, you're not going to do that. Or Disney's like, no, nah, you're not going to do that. If Favreau, yeah, I got a feeling that Favreau's in Disney's pocket. But even if they don't have him on contract, and he's like, I'm going to do it, and Disney's like, no, nah, you're not going to do that. The fact that Disney tells you, I, even if they say randomly at a party, one of the executives would be like, oh, I heard you were thinking about doing Superman. And Favreau's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Anyway, have a good night. Guess what Favreau's not doing? 
they're not doing Superman. Because yeah, it's enough for someone to be like, I wouldn't think you would do that. Anyway, have a good one. That means Disney, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have to have been signed on the dotted line. It's enough for Disney to be like, hey, no, 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 no. Now, if Disney's like, yeah, go ahead, even then I'd worry about it. Because then he's like, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, have fun. Then I'd be like, wait a minute. Are you saying to do it for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have fun. Go ahead and do it. It's like, wait, I, I don't know for sure. Are you telling me to do this? Yeah, huh? yeah. I wouldn't do it still. Because I just don't know what Disney's capable of. I don't know. Will I be able to be back into the offices later on? Or will they be like, okay, John Favreau never touches a thing over here again? They could. Put him in the James Gunn cabinet. Bruh. Do you think Disney's <laughs> not powerful enough to do that? Oh, they're totally powerful. They're, they're powerful enough. Gee, I'm about to go crazy. They could buy and sell you by four o'clock this afternoon. I think they're powerful enough to sink Favreau's career. I think they're that powerful. Now, we gave them that much power. It's our fault. Now, Favreau's good enough that he is so good that they can't touch him. But is all Favreau has to do is drop a copy of Chef on their desk and be like, I'll be fine. Oh, goodness gracious. I'll be fine. Gee, he could. If Favreau could get behind that screen, behind that director's chair. Oh. No, you, dude, you've got a point. He's, he would be the perfect pick He'd for something like that. Perfect. You know, you, like you said, the obvious pick is Kugler, but I don't think that'll be the case. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with this man. I'm still not entirely sure that Michael B. Jordan would be my pick. I feel I'm not taking away from I love Creed. I loved him as Killmonger. Um, I, I've, he's a great actor. I, I'm just not seeing him for some reason. I'm just wondering, is there someone else out there? Oh, there is, but uh, that would be like like another like another black actor who there could, to, is there anyone that you there could, could be like, somebody. Here's the problem though. DC does not know how to set up a character. You need no. someone who, as soon as they see him, they're buying in. It, so okay, I think I see what you're saying. You just you want the instant like instant. oh big name here, yes. so this will bring. But see, that doesn't necessarily equate to a fantastic movie. With not that he would with do a John bad job, Favreau, it does. Yeah, we, okay, in that scenario, yes, yes you're and that's what right. they would have to do because they otherwise they'd have to be like, here's what we'll do. As soon as DC says we're gonna build the someone in the office to be like, no, no, we can't. We don't know how to. Apparently, we can't. We don't know how to do that thing. We tried it for the last ten years. We can't do it. We need someone instantly that people are buying into. So that pretty much ate up eight movies. Instead of us building them up for four or five movies, as soon as they see Michael B. Jordan, Favreau knows how to say, hey, you are buying in because I know how to make you buy in. Yeah. That's what they have to do. Or they could bet for the next five years they could build a Superman while Marvel is churning it out. That's not a bet DC is going to make. They need a surefire way. Because here's what you will get. A billion dollars. That's for sure. There's a built-in billion dollar. If you get the right person behind that camera, you are going to make a ton of money. But again, I don't think, I don't think Michael B. Jordan's signing on because A, everything's great for him right now. B, what does he have to gain for standing on the cliff of Superman? Be like, look, this could either go very well I would like he'd be like, I would sign on if I was a no, I would sign on if my career wasn't going well, because what do I have to lose now that my career right. is going well? There's only a good thing and a end of career thing. Why would I even want to do that? I might as well just go for, hey, 
going forward, I could do either it's really good or it's decent. Really good, good. Really good, good. Not really good or I fall off a cliff and my career's gone because I ruined Superman. Why would Michael B. Jordan want to do? You need someone that, in a perfect world, you need someone that no one's ever seen before. That all you know him as is Superman. But that's how I feel. DC can't do. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to build a character. Except in their brain, building a character means here's what we're going to do. We're going to show all over again the Superman story. We don't need the Superman story. We know what the Superman story is. And they'll be like, but there were two hours of no Superman so that you could build the character. That is not how you do it. You just can't do it like that anymore. You have to assume we know. Like, look at Homecoming. They just assumed we knew the Spider-Man story. You know why they assumed we knew the Spider-Man story? Because we saw him at Avengers. So he was already Spider-Man. They dropped him. That's how genius they are. They're like, why don't we just plop Spider-Man in Avengers? So now people know there's a Spider-Man in the universe. And now when Spider-Man comes out, you know he was already Spider-Man. It was, but you know why? Because it's Marvel. They know how to do what they do. And they're like, why do we? And then during the, when, you know, when they're having conversations on Homecoming, they're like, hey, do you have that spider still, that bitchy? He's like, no, it it was only a one shot deal. Now you already dropped it in for people who don't know. Come on, dog. You know, the thing is, too, is that they're not going to be able to just like infuse him into the existing DCEU. No, they're going to have to start from scratch. And I think that's what they should just do anyway. OK, you know, Gal Gadot had a great run and I'm who knows how this uh, what is it? Wonder Woman 84 or something like that's going to be called. That's coming out. I'm sure it'll be fine. But what do you do with that? You can't just you can't. It doesn't work to just but change could, the actors. Here's like the that. thing. If you're if you're smart, if Fibro's smart, he could just have a thing where they all meet up. And like crazy looking uh, Aquaman is like, you look different. Something simple like that. People will <laughs> laugh and then they move sure. forward. He was like, wow, you look different. He's like, yeah, I shaved. Or if he's like, I shaved. He's like, oh, okay. I shaved. Gee. That would be good. And we would all buy in because the whole, how many people in the theater would laugh? Oh, it's a given. They, everyone would laugh because they'd be like, oh, now we're locked in. But DC's so scared of that kind of stuff that they'd have to give a reason that everybody... They would do your idea where they're just like, let's just change out everybody instead of Favreau coming in and be like, or we could just say he shaved. I'm just saying Favreau's probably not going to be the guy. No. So to me, it just makes the most sense to scrap the whole thing, start over. It wasn't that fantastic to begin with. I, 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 Gal Gadot's not going anywhere. She already signed on. So she's then there. fine. She's I there. think she's great. Aquaman's not going anywhere. I think that he brings something to the problem is you need the right person behind him and all the right people are <laughs> Are at Marvel. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I think what you need is um, a shocker. Someone that's never directed a movie movie. They're just really good. Like, you know, the, the guys that directed Community and went on to direct uh, Infinity Wars. You need something right. that's just like, okay, guys, we need someone that didn't do this before and can bring a brand new face to this place. And the problem is whoever's doing the interview process or looking saying we should get them that magic diamond of an individual or that magic diamond of people dc doesn't have that they don't have the person that's in there it's like yeah this episode of community was crazy good and i think that will translate into infinity wars gee that's crazy they don't have that at dc they just have like okay how do we make a billion dollars tomorrow and someone's in there be like or we can kind of make like a bill, like a hundred, like six hundred thousand dollars this time, 
900 next time. Then next thing you know, in 10 years, we made t- two, but nope, nope, no, uh-uh. We need two nope, billion, gotta be a billion right now. Gotta do it now. And, and that person in probably in the room is just like, why do we keep doing this? And fast. We got to do it really exactly. fast. Exactly. Uh, well, we haven't done editing. We need it out tomorrow. Why? Because yeah. there's not a Marvel movie coming out tomorrow. So we need it. No. How about you stop? Breathe. A, see what Shazam and Aquaman do. If, you, if Shazam and Aquaman don't hit, you need a hiatus. You need to breathe. They're going to have to come. And I think they are. They're going to come with a different game with Shazam. I think it's going to be more of a comedy with hints of big in it. Oh, you know totally. what I mean? So they're going, com- they're going completely different than any of the other movies. And just like, and I'll, you know, in my opinion, anyway, I think they did the same thing with, uh, with Wonder Woman. They did, there was a, an element of humor in there and a little bit of fish out of water that worked very well in her origin story. And I, I to me, that's why it worked. But the Cavill, like, dude, you've got this fucking beautiful looking dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? That looks, he fucking looks like Superman. He can clearly act. Why are you giving him this it's dry so, script? It's it makes so no sad. sense. And the thing is, and I think that they just need to they need to wipe the slate clean. Just my opinion. Just as you're saying, they need to bring Favreau in. I'm saying, and if I had my way, wipe the slate clean, kill off the Wonder Woman character at least this time around, and just start from scratch and see what you can do because there is potential to to do it in a grassroots manner if you start from scratch totally and just work your way back up just like you're saying you don't have to have you a billion do dollars right off if, the top if i were a director and i watched him in man from uncle and i watched i would say oh which is a fantastic movie like, by the way that's clark kent we need to make him funny that's him yeah. where he's just like that's oh, what's missing that's the missing piece he has the swag for this he has the voice for this and the thing is henry cavill is smart he's just like i don't want to just be known as superman and now i won't be and they're working on a man from Uncle Two, which is going to be incredible, of course. You know what I'm saying? And so my thing is, hey, get somebody new. It's going to uh, breathe. And here's the thing. If I, it's easy for me to say it. But if I'm an executive at DC and my job's on the line, yeah, it's a hard sell for me to say, why don't we build this up for the next five years and maybe make $2 billion in five years? The executive, the, the, his boss will be like, or... I can fire you today and then someone else can give me what I want. That's going to be the conversation because everyone's worried about their job. Whereas Marvel could be like, I have an idea, everybody. Let's make a brand new character no one's ever heard of and no one's ever thought of and just put it out there and have a, have a fun movie. And Disney will be like, well, hey, we have the coffers. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's make a movie called Ant-Man. Oh, uh, you sure about that? Yeah, I want to do it. Okay, Disney's like, fine, have fun, build them up, enjoy. DC doesn't have that luxury. DC's like, we need $1 billion tomorrow. And it sucks. So yeah, Henry's out, that's life. But I think it's going to be, it can be on to bigger, better things for both. Or it could just be the death of Superman for the next 20 years. I don't want to extend the story too much more because uh, we're actually getting pressed for time at this point. I am anyway. Um, but I did want to say that there was recent screen rant put something out that Henry Cavill's agent is denying the fact that he's out. So I think there's still more to come with this here. Okay. I don't know. Is this some kind of, is it a marketing play? Is he trying to get more money? Uh, you know? Maybe. Is he fighting for a better script? That's probably what he's doing. Or he just doesn't want to be Superman anymore. Which was a good point. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, it was very, it seemed like it was very definitive that he was out, but his agent is saying that he's in. So more to come with this. Well, he signed on for like some movies. So in order to get out, I don't know how exactly to do that. Money talks. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of money though. <laughs> like a lot of money. 
ladies and gentlemen, I got something to talk about. A little something that's been annoying me throughout the week. And actually, it's a, a bit of a woke moment coming in. Um, so in the last few weeks, I don't know if it was this week or the week before, uh, I read something that bothered me. And what it was was Norm MacDonald had an had a interview. And what he said kind of annoyed me because he said, um, he was like, uh, we know what Louis C.K. did. Louis C.K. was a stand-up comedian. And he, did a, he, he pretty much sexually harassed other comedians that were in his groove, right? In his, in his uh, same circle. And these right. are people that were looking up to him. And then uh, also we see Roseanne Barr making racist statements. And Norm MacDonald, he said, uh, quote, there are very few people that have gone through what they have. Talking about CK and Barr. They've lo- losing, they lost everything in a day. Of course, people will go, what about the victims? And he said, but you know what? The victims didn't have to go through that. And right off the back, I was pissed off. Yeah, well, that's a stupid thing to say in the first place. They put themselves in those situations. Exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And they did it for the sake of comedy, but I think it really just comes down to just very tacky comedy. Now, as far as Louis C.K. goes, <laughs> dude, you like jerking off in front of people and and that's just okay to you. And, and I don't know. Like, I think in his head, and I'm not making, trust me, yes. like, I'm not in the Louis C.K. camp. Um, but he definitely brought that shit on himself. There was nobody there. He wasn't a victim of circumstance. He no. wasn't entrapped in anything. He brought that it shit on. It was sexual so- harassment. Yeah, but you know, as you're like Norm Macdonald is making, it's he's making light of these. Total things. making light. Like, like you know, it's just how they are. They're yeah, no big deal. And, you know, it's my buddy. I know them. And then he gets kicked off of he, the Tonight Show. They they cancel his 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 night because of what he said. And then. Chris D'Elia, I saw Chris D'Elia on Twitter, and he said, everybody just calm down. Norm MacDonald is awesome now. And then later on, I read up that's Louis. And you like Chris D'Elia. I like liked Chris D'Elia. And <laughs> I, I liked him in past that. tense. And so um, reading up on Louis C.K., it turns out, obviously, he did these terrible things. He gets back on stage. One of his friends, the owner of the Comedy Cellar, let him back on stage without telling anybody in the crowd that Louis C.K. was going to be on stage. So there was a bunch of women that were uncomfortable, obviously. That he was getting up there. And a lot of people started saying, well, he paid his due. And some female writers were like, what does paying dues mean? Why is it that men get to decide, I have paid my penance and I'm back? Yeah, I think I've done enough to uh, have you guys accept me again for what I used to be. That's a bunch of bullshit. Exactly. And then other men are just like, yay. And what I realized, it, it was his friends. His friends. And then, obviously, that mirror turned on me. Men kind of turned on us. And what I mean by that is not just us, but generally us. Because when you're in a circle of guys, sometimes words get thrown around. But it's your homeboy. Hey, I know what my boy means. He doesn't mean nothing like that. Oh, he's cool. He's straight. I've done that before. I've done it. And I know other people have done it too. And I'm sitting there dogging Norm MacDonald, dogging Louis C.K., dogging these cats. And I was like, wait a minute, Steve, hold up. Are you sure? That in, in my brain, I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good myself. I'm straight. And then my conscience will be like, but what about when your friend texts you that thing and you just LOL'd? And if I may, and I'm not attacking you by any means because I'm in the same camp as you, you're saying I'm straight by my terms. By my terms. By and my I've done whatever terms. it is. I, I've, I've worked this out in my head you know, well enough to where I can go ahead and live with this guilt. Exactly. And it doesn't make it right. You're right. I mean, but the thing is, dude, is that no one is perfect. I'm not saying that is the answer for everything, but I think that the, I think this is the time where the world actually needs to take a look at 
themselves totally. individually. Take a look at yourself and just realize that we don't listen. I think that maybe you would share a different opinion of mine. And, I, and it, what I'm saying is that I think there are certain levels of where we should be. You know, there's yes. always going to be the extreme on either side. I tend to cruise down the middle. I'm not going to lie. I do uh, enjoy offensive humor uh-huh. sometimes. Things that, you know, I, I tacky, uh, sexually driven humor. I, I get all of that. But there's a way of doing it without making people feel isolated. Totally. And, and here's my, th- my, my issue is if someone like if someone texts me, uh, oh, that dude's acting like an F word. I should be able to send him a text being like, that should not be in our vernacular. Instead of being like, oh, I just won't respond because let me tell you something if i got my friends if i was like hey homeboy i i I have your phone come pick it up i i found it on the loading dock right and i looked and i actually you know i'm being nosy i looked through his text and one of those uh one of his friends you know a friend of another color is like uh oh man that nigga's crazy and all i see is my friend just put an lol that changes my thought of my friend and even if my friend was like no 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 but i know him i know him he's cool I'd still be like, note to self about you. But my thing is, if I would do that for a friend and say note to self about you because you weren't able to check your friend saying that word, then I should be able to check my friends. And I'm talking about specific, it's about to expand more. But with guys, we tend to say some off the wall stuff in our circles. I haven't been in a bunch of circles of a bunch of girls without them knowing. Me being a dude, it automatically changes their conversation. You know what I'm saying? But I, as men, I've been in circles where I should have stepped up and said, you know what, guys, we can't talk like this. I mean, literally, we can't talk like this because I know that if someone else said this in, the, in another circle, I'd be clowning them on Twitter. But I can't clown people on Twitter if I'm willing to deal with it myself. And that brings it to like uh, now we're talking about everyone. When we're at Thanksgiving dinner, a lot of people are like, I'm not talking anymore to my racist friends that voted for Trump. You're, that's not a reality. You're going to. But what you can do, though, is say once they say, well, these these freaking, uh, you know, these illegals jumping over the fence and they start using derogatory terms, you can say, hey, we need to stop talking like that. And if they continue talking like that, you have to be willing to say, I can't be here then. Because if you're saying, well, my friends it's my homeboy, it's my dog, it's my dude, I can't tell him not to say those words. You are not making your friends smarter. You're making them dumber. You're keeping them in the same spot they were and they will never grow because they're surrounded by people just like you that are not going to say anything. We're just going to show, oh, I know him. Oh, he's cool. Oh, he's dope. Worst case scenario, he's going to say it in front of the wrong person. And we've seen a few of those on Twitter where somebody's going to say a wrong word out of pocket and get that, that jaw clocked. Why? Because they assumed this is just what you say and you put him in that position. Because you never told them, oh, by the way, we're past that point. Just in case you didn't know. We can't say that word anymore. And so when you're at family dinners and you're just letting whoever talk any old way, you're making them stupider because you're not saying anything. And you know what? I've done it. And that means I'm part of the problem. We, oh, I think everyone, everyone has, has I, done I wouldn't, it. Yeah. Everybody, I guarantee the only time things change is because someone, someone trusted said something. Like, I know Steve, or I know Dan. Dan isn't one of the people that normally make a big deal out of nothing. And for them to take me aside and say, you know that word you use? Yeah, you can't say that. You know that thing you said about uh, Hispanics? Yeah, you can't say that. You know that thing you said about black folks? Yeah, you can't say that. Oriental is a rug. That's not what you classify people as. I love that you said that. I literally say that to people all the time. Just that exact sentence. 
It's 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 totally true. And but and then people be like, but well, why are they? I mean, it's just a word. If if I say, hey, uh, John, you're silly, and he says, you know what, calling me silly is offensive. I'll be like, oh, it's just a word. If he says it's offensive to him, stop saying it. Stop. He said it's offensive to you. It's not on you to tell him what offends him. And people have been telling a lot of folks what offends them, and they say it anyway. So when you're at your table and the next time somebody in your family says something terribly derogatory about whoever, speak up or just stay quiet about Norm Macdonald, Louis C.K., and Roseanne Barr. That's it. And it does take a level of, uh, dare I say, bravery. You oh, you got to be brave. To stand up to your people and let them know, hey, that's not right. And I think that right now we're on the cusp of a change. Oh, like we're a huge on it, change. dude. We're on And it. you know what? There's And we're starting to see the seedlings sprout. Oh, yes. And you're getting people that are being vocal about these kind of things. You know, and, and I'm still, I'm going to say it. I think that there's a, there are extremes. I think people go too far with it. I think that people don't do enough. And I think there are the people that are kind of right in the middle. They're just trying to help where they can. You know what I mean? But like, it's like, how far do we go back with this? Because if we're going to start judging people for things that they've said or things that they've done 30 years down the road, for instance, right? Yes. Like we got, th- we got our Cosby. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that's rape. Yes, okay? yeah, that's, that's different. Rape, yeah. That's different. I want to make sure yeah. that, I'm, that I'm, I'm using this and I'm saying, hey, yes, I understand that that's rape and it's different. But let's take it back to Eddie Murphy. Let's go back to Delirious. Do we stop? Do we do we go against Eddie Murphy now? Because all he said was faggot, 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 faggot. That's true. White people, white people, white people, white people, right? Yeah. So that's humor. But I think that that has to be taken into. Like, again, maybe I'm just on the whole clean slate thing, and I know it's unrealistic. But it, to me, it seems like we need to just, in any effective way that we could, have a clean slate to where that shit's not acceptable anymore. You know, um, black people don't want to be called the N word, right? Yeah. White people don't want to be made jokes of white people by black people, Chinese, uh, Asian, it, the whole thing. Everyone just fucking be nice to each other. No, you but know I think I mean? it's a, like for me, I do believe that Eddie Murphy, if they talk about delirious and he's like, oh no, I stand by those jokes. I think he should be like, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But if there, he doesn't that- do that, well then even though he's on the throne, he's on a sacred throne because all of us used to listen to delirious. But if right. he's willing but to why? say, I stand by this, then you got to be like, well, then time out. That means that if you could get away with it, you'd say it today. I'm not even going to go with like, it was the 80s and that's how it was. Nah, and, you yeah. know, AIDS was a scary thing. Yes. And homosexuality, homosexuality was, you know, viewed in a negative fashion, just as it still unfortunately is today to some yes. degree. But again, man, like. People need to be held responsible. Totally. If we're going to fucking go in, then we need to be all to- in. With I would rather, and yeah, I like totally. Eddie Murphy. I love you know Eddie I mean? Murphy. Like there, there's, a, there's a part of me in my fandom that says, well, it's Eddie Murphy, yeah. and that was his gig, and it was fucking delirious, yeah. and it was groundbreaking. Sure. But he said faggot, 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 he faggot, faggot. White to, people, yeah. white, you know, the whole time. Yes. So you got to fucking hold, not used to, yeah. but I'm just saying that just, you, you have to hold everyone at the same standard, you know? So this is the point. Like, we can't really change the past, but- we got to be careful with this kind of shit. I, I'm sorry to veer off of your original subject, but it's, you know, where does the statue of limitations end? It never does. I think if you, if there's something offensive and the person is alive today and they stand by that offense, you need to check them. If they're going to. So then I think somebody should bring that up. You know, Nobody's maybe, maybe we have enough. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But why? Well, the, but why? Because here's the thing. Because it's the same thing. In my opinion, it's the same totally. thing that we're talking about that we shouldn't be totally. doing. Eddie. Oh, totally. It's fucking Eddie. There's no yeah, question. Bullshit, and here's the thing. Here's the one thing a lot of black folks actually have. Like Norm Macdonald went out there and defended uh, Roseanne and them. A lot of black folks know, be like, hey, no, we can't get behind the. We, we can't really go out there and say that kind of stuff because they'll hide behind it. Whereas. If a black person brings Eddie Murphy on, he's going to assume they won't. 
that's the person that's going to have to do it because he's going to be like, right. oh, we're in a crew right now. Whereas if they yes. say, hey, bruh, now that I got you here, bruh, what do you, what do you think of like knowing what you said back in the day? Obviously, I'm assuming they're going to probably assume, they're gonna be like, I assume you don't feel that way anymore. Do you stand by those jokes? And if he's just like, no, nah, I would never say that today. I would never say that today because, you know, it was a time and it was wrong to say um, it was wrong to say and I wouldn't say it today. Then it's like, well, hey, what are you going to do? He said, but if he's just like, no, nah, it was funny. People just need to get a tougher skin. Now the camera is going to be on folks that love Eddie Murphy. Be like, all right, now, are you going to write your articles about him now? Because he's saying it was funny. Skip y'all as long as it was funny. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be. And the thing is, I already know. Here's the thing that's going to happen. I already freaking know that there will be people rallying behind him at that point. And and most of them are going to be comedians. (laughs) Comedians are going to be like, hey, it was funny. Whereas people are going to be like, you know what? Gee, it was at the time. But now we have to check them. Right. But but I was just about to say that. And I and I I know you would agree on this here. Maybe it makes it a little comfortable to say so. But we laughed our ass. Totally. No, but also, I used to throw the word around a lot. Yeah, I did. Too. I used to throw the word. I around remember being I remember being a teenager and we, I didn't even look at it as a gay thing. Ah. But like, you know, if quit being a fag, you know, what I mean, that was just but something see, that subconsciously I must have thought of it as a gay thing. Why? Because it was a derogatory thing that means you were weaker and a little bit feminine. You're right. So I knew it was that, but it didn't register as it was offensive because in my brain, gay folks were just an idea. I didn't know any, which is why I would say that. But my thing is, even if I didn't know any, the fact that I knew they existed should have taken that out of my my lexicon. It should have been like, you know what? I know they exist. So why would I say it? Well, I think that it's also, you know, um, gay people, LGBT, you know, LGBT, they're more in the forefront now. They're in television. They're acting. Yeah. They're they're in your face all the time now. And I think that that's and it's great. That's why people are paying attention to these things now. So yes, there is a factor of oh, it was the time. Mm-hmm. And but from here on out, we got to get better, people. We, we got to totally do better at this shit do. because we are the people that are going to start this kind of thing. You know what I mean? There's there we where does it start? If it doesn't start with us, we're going to yeah. just assume that it starts with the next generation. Now's the time to do so. I think people are doing it effectively, Ooh. but you've got a lot of old schoolers oh, that. Boy. You're just not going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got people that are just like, well, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm all about that until it gets focused on me. I've got my reasons. Well, see, so, one thing I can and say. And I'm okay with that. One thing I can say is that if I go into a group, I am, and I should feel good about it. I am the guy that people are going to talk different around. They're like, oh, this dude's one of them liberals. That's fine. Because now you're not going to say certain things. I'm okay with that. And they'll be like, if you say this, obviously he's not going to like hit nobody, but he is going to address, like say something and start an argument. And right now it's just about like, if someone says something about Trump, someone says something about whatever, they know I'm not going to let it fly. However, it needs to go deeper than that. What if they say something that's a little bit sketchy regarding something else? Now I still need to be like, you know what? That's not okay. We can't say that anymore. That's not all right. Even if it's in my circle of homies, it'd be like, no, you can't say that anymore. I, I mean, I mean, recently I checked someone beside the someone like I'm like, hey, that dude be saying that a lot, man. What's up with your boy? But then it's like, Steve, why didn't you go directly to him? You know him. Why didn't you walk up to him and be like, bro, you need to chill with that word. You really do. And next time I am. And it's going to be like one of those things where if he doesn't like me anymore. And that's easy, though. It's enough of a not, he's a cool cat, but it's enough where if I never talk to him again, such is life. However, 
One day I'm going to be confronted with someone I love. What do I do then? And I'm challenging everybody to do the same. Challenge yourself. And maybe don't be, if you're at a table and you're like, someone says something and you're like, I should say something. Oh, I'm not. And you don't, don't beat yourself up because you know what? The fact that the thought crossed your mind is a step. And you thought about it, you know, but you just didn't yeah, do it. That but time. there's, but there's also a time and a place, you know, you can be confrontational. You can go and confront people about these things, but there is a time and a place for these things. And people don't like being attacked. I think it's how you go about it. There's a way of doing that. You know what I mean? And I see that every day on Twitter. Twitter's an ugly fucking place. And there's people just constantly attacking. Yeah, Twitter's attacking, attacking. tough. But I would say, you know, unless but I'm talking about like in the work environment. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying yeah. this as sort of like a PSA. Yeah. Like. I stand by what we say here and I'm agreeing with what Steve says. And I think that you should challenge yourself to be the braver person and to confront people, even your loved ones about things that maybe you don't, you also have to take it with a grain of salt and be able to listen at the same time, unless it's just something so absurd, yes. but maybe, maybe not the Thanksgiving table. If you really want to have an effective conversation and something where, you know, it's going to penetrate into that brain. Don't do it where you're going to embarrass them. See, I would have to Pull disagree because if we were, if, if someone was a slave, a slave owner, and they're like, those niggas need to, oh, they need to do what I say or else. And another person was like, ah, it's this Thanksgiving table. Do I really want to bring this up? <laughs> of like, course, there are extremes. Well, I wouldn't even say that's an extreme. At that point, it wasn't. Now we say it's extreme because someone did step up. Now that's an extreme situation. At the time, it wasn't. It was normal, everyday nothingness. Like, if someone is going to say the word, sometimes the only, or any word or something derogatory, sometimes the only way to make someone not say it is to embarrass them. It's to say it right then. And then next time they see you, they're not going to think, oh, he won't say it in front of them. Yes, he will. So how about we not say it in front of this group of people? Now those kids that are at that table don't hear that word in front of a lot of people. So apparently that word isn't good to say in front of a lot of people. But whereas if you don't embarrass them, they're going to keep on saying it and like, I'll take them into a side room. But what about the younger people that are in that room? They didn't hear. No, I totally get yeah. that, dude. I totally understand what you're saying. And if yes, if you want to use the tactic of shutting someone down like that and using embarrassment, sometimes that's very effective. And sometimes that's exactly what someone needs. But I'm just trying to say, if you are trying to have a legitimate sit down with someone and hear where they're coming from and they hear where you're coming from and you can actually have, you know, a constructive conversation, it's not always going to be in a public venue. Sometimes the challenge doesn't need to be there is what I'm getting at. Sometimes you might just want to, hey, man. Tell me what, why you feel this way. Interesting. This is how I feel. Let's come to a, let's come to some kind of a, you know, detente with this here. I may not agree with you in the end, but I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you why I think this is wrong. Feel free because I'd be a hypocrite to not hear what you're saying. Okay. You know what I mean? But you're not changing my, you're not swaying my opinion, but yes, you got uncle, you got uncle Jimmy at the table and he's using the N word and he's just being foul and everything. There's no problem with shutting his ass down. And, and, and setting an example for the children that are around him. I get that completely. I'm just saying that not all cases need to be that way. That's just me. Okay, that's fair. I'm on the opposite side, which is okay. For me, I think it's... it's We've had a yeah, conversation. We totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm much more confrontational. And that's in my bones, though. Like, I'm a... I'm a and I think it's because of the politics. Like, politics has always been my thing. And a lot of times, politics are confrontational, as you've seen in debates. It's a confrontational thing. Whereas um, conversations, um, like when someone's devastatingly wrong, I think uh, a lot of times, unfortunately, confrontation at the very spot. Because the thing is, they're confronting you at the table in my thing. 
they're saying what they're saying in front of everybody. So they're like, if you say something publicly, I'm a clown you publicly. Because you put it now, if you pulled me to the side and was like, hey, what about these such and such is coming over the such and such? I'd be like, hey, bro, I don't talk. Yeah, you don't ever say that around me again. I wouldn't say that, period. But if he's just like, those freaking such and suches, then I'll be like, I can clown you publicly. Yeah, and that's what I was, I'm agreeing yeah. with you on that. There, there are certain times where you got to shut, like I said, drunk Uncle Jimmy or whatever, <laughs> shut his ass down, make him feel stupid. So he'll just shut up and the people around him go, oh, okay, I see what just happened right yeah. there. But there are going to be those times, man, where if two people yelling at each other, it's just like screaming at a wall. Sometimes you got to sit down and have a fucking constructive conversation. You may not get the results that you're looking for. That's just me. I know you disagree yes, with me. Yes, totally, totally. And I'm not, yeah. but I'm also saying, you don't have to say totally, Steve. Jesus. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know what? That's just me, man. But yeah. I'm a non-confrontational yes, kind of cat. Totally. There, there have been times where I've had to do so. I had to stand up for what I believe yeah. in. And I, trust me, I can be a fucking asshole. I can, I can definitely handle my own. Yeah. But I have found in my certain life experiences that the other method has worked. Okay. But it also depends on the person. Sometimes it's not going to work. I, I just think that sometimes if you come at them from a hard point of view, it's just go, it just, you're not going to get the effect. You may get your argument. You may feel better about yelling at them and, and letting them know that you're speaking your mind and then what you think is wrong. But people turn off, dude. Oh, yeah. But I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm trying to be like, I don't care what you think. You're not going to say that. I'm not because ch mind changing is harder than one thinks. And a lot of times mind changing is not going to happen unless uh, they a lot of times it takes you. Oh, wow. I had a gay child. Now I like gay people. Oh, that, that's what changed your mind. Whereas all the arguments in the world wouldn't change your mind. But one thing that will make you not say that F word is knowing that you're going to get popped in the mouth if you say it out loud. That's what's going to stop you from saying it. And after that, I don't care. But then all of a sudden, oh, my mind changed because now someone I know is that. Well, then I was never going to change your mind. But what I will do is you're not going to say that word in front of me, my kids, my friends, my family. I don't care what you think, but you're not going to say that word. And that is a very, that's a defensive act. Yes. And I get it. Yes. Completely. Yes. I totally get that. You're, you're protecting your own. Yes. But, but I'm not thinking I'm changing there because mind change. Remember, it's been proven that the more facts you give somebody, the more entrenched in the wrong they will be. As the more facts you give the more entrenched in the person's thought they will stay. Which is insane, but that's how our brain works. So mind changing isn't going to happen. Act changing will. I don't know, man. I don't know if I 100% agree with that. It's just, it's, I think we've both expressed our opinion yes, pretty well yes. as far as how we feel about it, but I don't necessarily think that's the way. And I, and I think getting back to what I was saying, you know, we're, we have to do better as people. We have to start somewhere. We're we're witnessing a new thing where we're yes. where we're trying to change the mindset of people. Sometimes a constructive talk might do it, dude. Uh, not all the time. There are a lot of fucking hard headed yeah. people out there, but not everyone is. Uh, and you got to start somewhere. Sometimes yeah. I know I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent disagree with you on that. Oh, but I know you, I, I I know people. Mm -hmm. I like, and I'm saying I'm not saying you don't know yes. people, but I have found in my experiences that, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes it fails miserably. You, you can't just pigeonhole everyone into being hardheaded. That's not the case. True. But scientifically, it is the case. I'm not talking scientific. But, I'm saying, I'm but talking the science is actually truth, though. Which, Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm saying scientifically, they said, well, the more facts you give someone, the more entrenched in their belief they are. That's, those are words to me. And <laughs> but I think it's that truth. I, but you believe science in every other situation. Certainly, I do. That's more of a psychological thing. Exactly. Now, but it's science. But, but, okay, fair enough. 
I just don't think that that's. I think that there's a time and a place. I'm understandable. Just I think that I think that there are going to be times in my life, and there have been times in my yeah. life where I did confront people, and it did get yes. ugly. But when I go back and I look at it, did it change anything? No, made me feel better. That's about it. I mean, yeah. I, again, we're both. Uh, we're both. Yes, and we're both trying okay, to change the world. Here's another example, real quick. Yes. Let's take, uh, and I'm not going to get too political. Yes. As a matter of fact, I got to get going here. But let's take someone like, say, the speeches of Obama. Yes. Versus the speeches of Donald Trump. Yes. You got challenge. Mm-hmm. You got blame. Yes. You have, you know what I'm saying? Both you have, uh, you're, you're, you're firing shots. Yes. And I'm referring, in this case, I'm referring to Donald Trump. Uh-huh. In the case of President Obama, he was intelligent. Mm-hmm. He stated his case. Yes. It wasn't. It wasn't a call out for for action. I mean, it's a call for action, but it wasn't like um, it wasn't hard charged. You know what I mean? It wasn't accusatory. There are facts that he's stating right there. But sometimes, and this is just me. After some of his speeches, even the one he just did recently, where but then again, he was pointing some fingers mm-hmm. on that one. Um, I feel that it was the way he brought himself across. He spoke his mind in a constructive manner. Granted, there wasn't. A, it was a. It was a monologue, yeah. not a dialogue. Yes, but he spoke. And, and I Normally, just think if that it's a I monologue, personally respond I to that. Get it? Because yeah. there's I, no I one. Just, talk, but remember, the person that did talk back during the State of the Union and said that he was. He was talking. He was talking. He was like, "I'm on my last term now," and someone was like, "Woo!" And he said, "Don't forget, I won both." Why? Because you challenged me publicly. I have to address you publicly. I won both. Yeah, Don't he's forget, like I won it, both. like a heckler. Yes. Because you said something loud, I'm now saying something loud at you. Because this was supposed to be a my thing, but now that you spoke up loudly, I'm going to clown you loudly in front of this, uh, all these people. Whereas he could have just let it go. But he's like, no, 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 True. don't forget. I won both times. And everybody's like, yeah. Because he's like, you're not going to say something loud and not get loud back. You just, because normally it's a monologue. But since you want to have a conversation, let's talk. That's the thing. If it's a monologue, fine. But if it's a dialogue, well, then I'm clowning you out. If you're going to say at the kitchen table, I'm having a monologue about whatever. Well, then I'm going to afterward. It's a little bit different, but even then I'm going to interrupt. But then I'll be like, oh, we all have monologues for our kitchen. But if it's a dialogue, that means you're expecting a response. My response has to be challenging what you said. Has to be. Because the only other response is me laying down. Because there's no other response. If you said something racist, anything less than challenging that racism is me laying down. This is something I'll put out okay. there as a, as a, as a takeaway. Okay. Um, you've obviously just listened to two people that have sort of the same things in mind, but handle them a little bit differently from time to time. But maybe that's the start. At least we're trying to do something. Get out there and just try to do something. You know, you want to challenge people and that's how you, you feel that's the way to effectively get it done and it's working for you. I'm not going to like shame that. I'm not, I'm just saying that I think people have different ways of communicating with each other. And and I think that depending on the way you communicate with each other, it it produces different results. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're in a time where we do need to speak up and we do need to address these things. And and maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe Steve disagrees with me that uh, a constructive conversation wouldn't be the way to do it. Whereas I, you know, don't necessarily think that challenging everyone would be. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're doing something about it. And we're trying to sway people's opinions. At least I think I am. I really do try to get people to see things in a different light. And sometimes I I have seen it happen to where people are kind of like, oh, shit, I never saw it that way. I know I've said nothing profound on this podcast right now to to uh, inspire that kind of reaction. But I think that the fact that both of us are doing something 
from our hearts and trying to express a certain message to y'all, I think that's a good thing and it's a start. And I think that if everyone just did a little bit of something every day in your own way, that's how shit gets done. That's how things change. We're at a very divisive period in, in American history, just America alone. And I think that if by people just understanding themselves more, understanding where people are coming from and, and trying to reduce hate and trying to get people to see things for people that, that we really fucking are, um, I think that's a start in the least. You know what I mean? So do what you think is necessary to, to create the kind of effect that you're going for. But keep trying. You know what I mean? Because we'll get it right one of these days, hopefully. I mean, I know humans are imperfect and this is an imperfect world, but I think that there's a lot of good out there. And I think that there's more, I would really like to think anyway, that there's more good than bad. But that's it for me. Yeah, we, we still eat animals, so I don't know. Say, 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 <laughs> back. Oh, no, Jay. We still eat animals, and I'll leave it at that. The fact that we still kill and eat animals, who knows what the world's going to come to, ladies and gentlemen. If we do that, what's next? What's next? But yeah, Dan has to go to his executive job, you know, make that million dollar budget. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting there. But I do want to say one thing, guys. I do want to thank you for listening to this. If you actually didn't, you know, tune out and you just listen to what we had to say, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. But I'm going to let you know right now, this was a Heroes of Noise woke moment. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, my God. By the way, don't fucking oh my god me because you asked for that sound. I did. I just didn't expect it. It was unexpected. I forgot. I totally forgot. I totally forgot. Hey, guys. So that brings us to the end of our wonderful episode. Look, listen, we missed you. And yesterday's show, I'm going to go out and say it. The show that got lost wasn't as good as this one. I'm going to say it, man. I don't care what you say. Skip you, Dan. No, no, I think, well, we got a lot further, man. So I think that I agree with you on this one. I, I was really sad that we lost a lot of good stuff, but I think that we came back pretty good. Look, sometimes less is more, Dan. You thought of that? You ever thought of that, Dan? I've heard the concept. Oh, I thought I invented it. Never mind. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I love you so very much. Can't wait to see you or hear from you or or hear your wonderful voices on our voicemail or hear it in the email. We're going to be answering questions about how dope I am. I love those questions. Like, if you send me, hey, dear Heroes of Noise, why does Steve sound so handsome on the, on the, on the, you know, on the podcast? I don't know how to answer those. I don't. It's just something I have. Um, but, dude, listen. We love y'all, people, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait to, to talk to y'all next week. And until the next Heroes of Noise, I am one half of the dynamic, unbelievable, unstoppable, unchallengeable, amazing duo. Heroes of Noise. Steve Hudson, holla. This man said it all. I enjoyed myself very much on the show, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to us. Again, to our new listeners, we hope you stick around. Thank you for tuning into this one. I know there's some of you out there. So thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. My name is Dan Ramirez. You guys have a fantastic week. I got to get my ass to work. Peace. (laughs) 